Okay, I think we're past the technical difficulties. Oh, Huzzah. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, maybe? I mean, with Brad running it, you never know. No, if it was you running it, then it would make sense. Uh, no. I said if I said. it was Mike I'm running sure it, did. we wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos 2020? <laughs> what, is, what is going on here? <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Hi. Is How y'all doing? Edward Norton, American History X. Bite <laughs> <laughs> <Break> the curb! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep, there it is. Turn this off strong. Y'all doing alright? I'm doing okay. Yeah, hey, hey. For those of y'all watching at home, uh, Brad is really committed to bits that he usually does, so that is probably actual alcohol. And Red Bull. I mean, Red Bull, I would believe, <laughs> as we're also drinking. Uh, this is a PSA for Cheers. birth control. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have that cup. There's no way all, all of that liquid fit into that one cup. Definitely coffee. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Definitely coffee. And, and Brad oh and Mike, just, just, just for fairness, I know you guys are all thinking Zim is so lame. He didn't do any dress up. <laughs> He's just his normal self because I know that's what you're thinking right now. I may Boo. have one or two surprises for you. Uh oh. What's he got? Oh no. Can you see it? <laughs> this is weed. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's Don't fair. Worry, That's not hard. I didn't let you guys down. I wouldn't let down your audience down. Halloween's one of my favorite nights of the year. I've got some other surprises. Don't you guys worry. Well, there Surprise we go. That wasn't a um, Pence twenty twenty shirt. <sighs> no apologies. So for those of you in the audience, racist and anti-Semitic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So, for those of you in the audience that are actually joining us, um, apologize for the technical difficulties that had us a, a little delayed getting started. Um, Apparently, zombie gonna be honest, Brad was having issues with um, the, uh, the camera. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's been a long, long year. Uh, I'm just emotionally exhausted. Mm -hmm. Clearly. I think both you and Mike so, have, uh, you know, lost some color in your hair. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're three minutes in and it's already a train wreck. It's All fine. Right, we're off to a good start. Yeah. Mike, what are you dressed up as? <laughs> I, <laughs> I what, will what give you three that? guesses. I will give Danny you three Phantom, guesses. Come on. I swear to. Guesses? Well, he has, okay. I mean, he has about... Mike, uh, guess number one the way you will look at oh, 60. No. <laughs> if I make it that far, come on. Yeah, I gotta trade you in two years, so that's when you're worried. Oh, that's there true. you go. There it is. Don't ever go to 2020. That is killing it tonight. So, uh, like I, I said, Danny it's Phantom been a long year. Question, Zim. <laughs> yes. What? Yes, what? It has. Who are you? I'm Danny Phantom. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon. Probably after my time. Uh, I mean, no, everything's no, after your on, time. With, 
Isn't it, Zim? It is true. That is true. I mean, MTV is not MTV anymore. But what, who is Dan, Danny Phantom? Who is that? Phantom. Well, he was just 14 when his parents pulled a very strange Oh my machine. god, are you actually about to recite the entire damn Wait, you look song? like, wait. You, you, I just realized you look like a mixture between, like, George Clooney when he was 20 and, uh, I'm just talking about the hair, by the way. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> let me look. And what was that? What was that? Uh, what was the cartoon about the baby that would go into outer space and battle people? Fantastic Max. What or the whatever. shit are you talking about? You, you know what I'm talking baby? about, Brett. I know... Yeah, you remember okay. the baby I'm, and like, his big calm name was like Dirty Diapers. Quite... And it was a cartoon. It was really popular. I mean, I look. I, I know the '70s were a crazy decade, okay, but I, I feel all, like maybe I you indulged too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna no, find anyway. You guys are talking about Danny Phantom. I don't even know what that is. Uh, anyway, he's a, he's a, guys, he's a kid that um, can turn into a ghost, and he fights other ghosts. Wasn't that Casper's friendly ghost? To, to no, kind of semi-get back on track, guys. Um, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, uh, welcome to this chaotic mess that is our Halloween special. Um, I'm Brad. Brad. Come on, all of our episodes are this chaotic. That is Mike and Kyla, and that is our good friend David down there from the Last Call no, podcast. Down there. down there? It is, and that's down Fantastic there. Max, oh, fantastic and the cartoon Max. was 1988. <laughs> Weren't you both born then, by then? Yes. Nope. Thank you. Nope. Thank you, Brad. Nope. What do you nope. mean, Mike? No. Oh, he forgot. Mike We're the same age. <laughs> you shut your damn mouth. <laughs> I wasn't, though. I even kind of had like a tickling. And mouth. with right. that, guys, if this is the kind of uh, crazy mess that you would like to see more of, please don't forget what is wrong to... With you? Like the video and follow us over on Facebook. Like and subscribe over on YouTube. Keep the Google overlords happy. Uh, and of course, don't forget if you want to check out more of our stuff but don't have time for the videos, the audio can be found over on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Because, of course, we're all the places all the time. Yes, now. and please, 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 please keep the Google overlords happy. They're pissed off right now because they're testifying in front of Senate subcommittees. I mean, if you believe that the Senate actually has any power, maybe they won't be our Google overlords for too long? Google, but... I mean, nah. no, no, we love our Google overlords. No, hey, 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 we don't piss off the mouse, we don't piss off the Google, okay? Like, yeah, just fair. <laughs> Definitely don't, don't piss off the mouse. True. So, <laughs> oh my god, that's what I should have been. I should have been Mickey Mouse from, from South Park. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> only if you brought the bat with you. Yeah, if you saw the, if you saw and the uh, up, the, the pandemic up, special, yeah. you'd understand. Now, uh, three, with that, kids that look like the Jonas Brothers. Oh god. Well, yeah. With that, guys. Um. We are here, obviously, for our great, uh, was it, third, fourth uh, horror movie debate. Um, this time we're actually giving you guys third. a little bit of leeway here, uh, and we each have our own top five list, rather than trying to consolidate to a single. 
So, um, David, Mike, I know the two of you are very happy about this. Uh, Kyla, thank you for joining us on this. I, 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 I hope it. you <laughs> want to come back after. Uh, I mean, Brad, Mike, Kyla, so can I just prove, uh, show something? As, as Brad's talking about a Halloween, my wife handed me a, uh, my lovely wife, Beth, Bethany, shout out. I, I, she handed oh, me she right a, I, I don't, and Mike can attest the last time I was on. I'm losing some poundage, so that's good. But it's Halloween, so I signed up a candy. She had some Twix, and she handed me, I guess, in a fun size. Have you guys seen that on the Twix fun packs, yeah. they put left, and then they left put right? Left and right. Yep. Yeah. It, that is, there's a, there's like, a what is this? Are we just oh, getting gosh, more a, and more dumb as a society? That is the that dumbest was... marketing thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm going to so be honest, I kind of expected dumber four... at this point, so uh, I'm impressed that they like, I mean, there. Left and right, are you with me? Like, what? I, I just don't understand. Oh, so I can put them together when they're outside the package. <laughs> so, so, so the marketing ploy was from about four years ago, and they had, like, a thing of these are, like, just left Twix and right Twix, because people had, like, a preference of which one they ate first, so they made, like, a huge deal Are you deal serious? So they have packages that are just left Twix, and there are packages that are just right Twix, <laughs> yeah. and they're kind of they still have that gimmick going. But, but, you know but, what? I'm, I'm wrong. We are a dumb society. <laughs> like, just, Zim, Zim, Zim but hey, but, but Dave, David, 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 you just need to worry about the razor blade that's in there. That's all. We <laughs> 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 just all to see Zim just like oh, over man, around frame. Right. That's right. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you, uh, you good over there, buddy? <laughs> you good, bud? I'm spreading the COVID, so. We're all screwed. No, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're socially distanced. That's uh, as we break bread. Eh, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Uh, yep. Brad, he who are you supposed to be again? Oh, Robert De Niro. Emotionally Robert. exhausted. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> Feel that one. Anybody no. check on Brad's <laughs> wife and kid? <laughs> I'm getting concerned. Oh, should we take Tara real quick? Yeah, we can. We can definitely. Do. I mean, has anybody seen your wife in a while, Zim? Let's be Zim honest. Zim has a wife? If there was ever any foul play, it's my body that you're finding. I mean, I it's mean, true. Yeah. And it would be Bobby that did it. It would be Bobby yes, that did I'm it. Not, Let's I'm be not honest. tough enough to take out Bethany. <laughs> It's fair. All right, fair. so I guess should we get into what we're supposed to actually? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, we, we called this episode the Great Halloween Debate of 2020. Um, however, uh, if you actually read the description, we decided to skip the cliche stuff. Uh, oh wait, sorry, I have a censor button now. Uh, we, we decided to skip the cliche. If it. Well, the sensor button doesn't work. Never mind. No, no, it's for you. Uh, <laughs> it did mute you, at least. The it did mute you. The cliche yeah. stuff. It did mute you. And uh, <clears throat> Brad, let's jump honest, into the, the stuff. Mike Rookwood censorship button. <laughs> I mean, eh. I mean, <laughs> when is Brad? There we go. That, that, that's it. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, so we decided to skip all the cliche horror stuff. We're, we're, we're skipping the masked stranger with a big knife. We're skipping the haunted houses. Mm. We're going straight to the stuff that really scares us, even in the midst of 2020. We're getting down yep. to the psychological stuff. 
the uh the, the horror thrillers, the things that scare you, not because of the, the terrifying things on screen, but the things that aren't on screen but are implied and still keep us up at night today. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> I mean, Brad's if 2020 movie. was a movie, I, I feel like all of us would have it as our number one at this point. Yes. 2020 was mean, terrifying than anything we're about to go over. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? Huh? Uh, right, let's get this started. Anyway, so... Yeah, uh, let... Mike has a, Mike has a, a COVID-friendly Halloween party to go to. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, at least he's being Sweden, safe. Baby. Safety first. There's uh, a little bit, so... Mm-hmm. But uh, with that, temperatures, um, temperatures yeah. will be checked at the door. Gosh! <laughs> oh, Zim! Well, here we go. Zim, you've never looked better. You've never looked better. <laughs> it's your time to shine. Those are pretty eyes. This is your moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is this is the cheapest nose job I found. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna make any jokes. Not gonna make. Isn't any this jokes. cool? Because this kind of makes me like, if someone that was to turn on right now, they would think I was in costume of some sort. It's kind of like, it's a neat little thing. It doesn't just look like. A I mean, mask, right? would they think you're oh, in costume? Gosh. This is 2020. That's just normal, isn't it? Well, sorry, sorry. This is Texas, which is technically is Trump country, so I guess it could be considered a, a, a costume of sorts. <laughs> I like that, Brad. Good one, buddy. That was great. Jesus. All right. Let's get to it. Boys. Jumping into it. Uh, so there was a little bit of overlap in all of our uh, lists. <laughs> there was a little bit of overlap. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the overlap that uh, popped up in, I believe, two or no, sorry. Was it three of our lists? Halloween? I know David, Mike, uh, Kyla, was that you two? Or no? Yep. Okay, so then... Yeah, two. because we all have oh. good taste. Unlike you, you dumb son of a... Hmm. With that... Thank you for the censor button. Good job, Kyla. That's what she's here for. Exactly. <laughs> just, next time, just slap him. <laughs> so, Halloween. Guys, like... why did this movie make y'all's lists? Well, um, aside from the fact that it is probably my top horror movie, if not my second top horror movie ever made. Um, Let's be honest, it's your top. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's your <laughs> we're, due, we're due to watch it. I was it about to say, hours. it's a tradition that I watch it every year on Halloween. It is one of the most iconic, what, there it is, oh, that scene, I love that scene. The dark, the dark door, for, the dark doorway with just the white mask peering out. This wasn't the supernatural, this wasn't the macabre, this wasn't zombies and ghouls and stuff running around. This was a dude that just showed up on Halloween night for no reason known to anybody that he was terrorizing and just ran through anything that got in his way. Yep. Well, no like, reason unless you saw so... the Rob Zombie remake. We don't talk you about that. You shut your damn mouth that right doesn't now. Exi- <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you, that doesn't exist. <laughs> if I ever meet Rob Zombie, I will throat punch him for that. Yeah. I just roadhouse him. <laughs> yeah, I could just roadhouse him, yeah. Um, 
But no, for me, like I said, for me, this was just the sheer terror of a guy that just... There it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and, and Zim, you know, Zim can attest to it. You know, I am very much a carpenter whore. Um, I mean, I amongst other that. things, yes. Yes. But for me, for me, this there's another movie on my list that I would put up with this one that is also a Carpenter movie. Yeah. But like I said, this was the sheer terror of a guy that just shows up and just completely and totally unstoppable. Like, no matter what anybody does, he's one step ahead of everybody. He's killing everybody left and right, and there's no motivation for it whatsoever. And then at the end of the movie... Everything is still left in the air as to what his motivation was, yep. where he went, where he came from, all of it. Just like in like the terror building, as like you see like in the background, like you see him like walk behind and no one's expecting it, and then like showing up again, car driving by, like you see him walking down the street, then he's gone and just building and building and building until like yep. I guess you would say like the peak attack and everything. Yep. But mm. no, it's just it's a classic. Like you, that you is really. A, that is a fantastic shadow mask, <clears throat> by the way, Zim. No, he's doing the whole That's right. I know. Hey, hey. I know. I know the. I know the story behind the mask. I know what's up. So, <gasps> You've also do been you? By, do you really? Uh, by Michael Myers. Yeah, it was a William Shatner mask. Was, <laughs> Which, by the way, no, out the eye holes a little was bit. It, was it Shatner? Or was it was Shatner. Data. No, it was Shatner. No, no, it was Shatner. It was but William Shatner mask. Was it, my was only it, question Shatner, is, okay. who can look at that mask and honestly think? That in any way is Bill Shatner today or back when it was made. Honestly, that right. that just feels that just feels so. It was it was a good base, distressing <laughs> yeah. it, removing some of the color, stretching yeah. it out, sinking the cheekbones, yeah. widening mm-hmm. the eye holes. Oh yeah, all of that. Um, yeah. Yes, and I have had mm-hmm. the privilege of being murdered um, it's a true. couple times by Michael Myers at Dallas fan days. Yeah. So. I got the pictures yep. where he was talking to you too. What do you think, Zim? I think Zim's satisfied. No, 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 you gotta talk through the mask. You gotta talk through the mask. No, 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 I, no. That was, that was terrifying. Um, I'm keeping it brief. Uh, Mike doesn't know what the hell he's talking about as usual. Um, first of all, why why did you even make your top thriller list? A real car, huh? Why does this make your top horror thriller list? list because right, i mean so first both of, all, of you had this on your top slasher list why does so this also a, make your top thrillers so in transparency a real carpenter whore as michael put it i don't know what that is a carpenter fan would know that that mask is actually from halloween 2 not one however when we go back i can tell you that this was a tough um this was tough when you guys brought this to me because I didn't know what we were really looking for with horror, thriller, where we go. Some of my lists will show that. I've always, I just decided to use this list, Brad and Mike and Kyla, as a what films have absolutely left their mark on me. Where, like, if I still Mm -hmm. put them on at night, like, it scares the ever-loving crap out of me. And it still leaves, like, a... A uh, uh, whatever in my soul as Brad takes a nap. 
Um, and uh, <laughs> he's just over. <laughs> That's all. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Carpenter's a master. He's made lots of great films, but any film mm-hmm. where when you say the name of the holiday, the movie is yep. nine times out of ten yep. the most likely thing to come to your mind. It speaks for itself. I mean, Nightmare yep. Before Christmas. Agreed, one hundred percent. I yes. I don't think of the Nightmare Before Christmas when I hear Christmas, but that's good. I think of you know. I mean, I'm a little, I do, I'm a but little then again, who doesn't get to who gets a dreidel instead a of a cool kid, gift? Okay? Quit talking. No. I mean, I do, but then again, I'm also someone that you know. Uh, the, the second the Black Parade comes on any speaker, I, I'm immediately back in my high school. G noted. So, Just the yeah. Bing. Yeah, you're you're also someone who looks like they're ready to go shoot up a school. But aside from that, <laughs> I don't know what to say at this point. Jeez. I'm sorry, okay. We've gone with the crazy taxi driver. Now I've moved on to, uh, you know, a trench coat mafia guy. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, look I mean, at Brent. If this that? guy walks into your house right now, oh Mike, I'm, I need one of your 45 guns. Look at... <laughs> no, I mean... At least he... Eh. The yeah, beard is sorry, very Brad, actually well-trimmed. Brad, if you walked into my home, I wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't think twice, but that's just because that's the company I keep. <laughs> think twice? I mean, dude, come on. Oh, yeah, that leaves a lot come on. to be thought about and desired. Come on. <laughs> Mike, Put him out of his room. And yeah. I, I will say, Brad, probably the most disturbing thing about that, that mm. whatever that is you've got going, it's not the hair, it's not the beard. Well, it's I mean, come on, the hair's pretty... The, the, the whatever hair's you've pretty done solid. under your eyes, whether that's real or not, it looks like you haven't slept in about 200 years. I have a I mean, child have that is one and a half. Yep. Uh, it's 2020, <laughs> and I have more than 10 times this year pulled all-nighters for my day job. So, Zim, I why mean, does he look like take Zim. your pick. What? Yeah. Zim, why does it look like that he's aged worse than the knight that was guarding the Holy Grail? <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like a president, you know, when they first get into office and they show those pictures and, and then the, they show he's when he the, he's the after picture. <laughs> Brad, Brad I mean, is finishing up his first turn. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was kind of trying to go for more Max Mickelson from Doctor Strange than anything else, honestly. Yeah, I can see it. I can see him. All right, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so we got uh, one movie on three of our lists. So yeah. that that is uh, number one. So number two, that was definitely on a list. Uh, we have The Exorcist. So uh, raise your hand if you had it. It was on one list. There you go, uh, <laughs> David. The only Why one of us that Exorcist? was alive when it came out. <laughs> Uh, Mike, for the record, why, why the exorcist for your top thrillers list? Genius, there's that math problem again. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that I was. So, so, so Mike, why, honestly? Uh, Mike, I wasn't alive when Halloween came out either. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the bottom line is the exorcist. Look, th- this film is not only is it terrifying. 
not only is it incredibly actually, you know, a lot of horror films have some pretty bad acting. This one actually has some amazing uh, acting chops, obviously shown by uh, I, the obvious is obviously uh, our girl, Linda, who has her head turned around. But can I get a shout out for Max von Sydow, please? Can someone give me the greatness of Max von Sydow? Um, it is sure. it, to me, sure. to me. The reason The Exorcist is so good, and this is going to be something else that's on my list later, which other uh, other people on this uh, call have, is because it sets the course, similar to Halloween, which changed the whole genre and led to mm. so many things after its copycat. Some very good films do. Same thing with Exorcist. This is one of the first films where you see the whole idea of this possession genre yeah. of something that we can't explain it mixes it's one of the first films that really mixes in religion and horror which becomes one of the great themes as we go yeah. forward that changes the horror genre forever remember that i know mike before you were alive and myself thank you very much uh these yep. types of movies it was very sacrilegious to ever put a priest, a clergy member, <laughs> yep. an attack on the church, which is a lot of what this film shows. So it is really a historic achievement, um, one which uh, has never been, I mean, you talk to anyone obviously older than us, but if you yeah. go back and watch The Exorcist, it, you have to understand this film was banned. I mean, it was banned mm -hmm. in a lot of the world. Yeah. Uh, when it came out and you go back and look and I would challenge you to go back and see how many films not only copied it but failed miserably in trying to get to where that original one yeah. did and by the way it's a film that the two um, sequels were not bad movies by the way they're actually decent mm. horror films if you go back and watch them it didn't get so cheesy that you went what in the world <laughs> is this but uh I liked it. I've always, I've also walked down those steps uh, in Georgetown. A little history for you in Washington D.C. That's uh, pretty really? crazy because it's near Georgetown University. Wow. You have a lot of priests walking by with their collars, so it makes it even more spooky oh, yeah. at night when you do it. But Exorcist will that's always awesome. be there. I can't deny that's it. That's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, being be able to go and actually. <laughs> visit the site of uh, some of the classic horror movies. I I think that's pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. You want to know it's really cool? My brother and I went to go do it when he was living in D.C. back in the 90s. And as we went to go walk down the steps, which, by the way, are ridiculously steep. Some things like the Rocky steps don't necessarily live up to the billing. But when you go down the exorcist steps... I mean, especially like Brad, after what you consumed tonight, if you tried to do it, you very well could fall. And right as we got to the step, not only do we see a priest walking by, the light on top of the step went out. It was very terrifying and scary. Yeah. That's dope. And awesome. That's, That's nice. super dope. That, that'd That's be one awesome. Of, awesome. That would be one of those, like, you know, you know what, Pam, I'm good. Yeah, right. Like, it's so normal. <laughs> so I'm that's done. There is some personal <laughs> history with it, too. But I love I love the exorcist. And it's aged nice. very well. I don't it's know when the last one. time you it's guys watched one. it was. Yep. So, uh, last time I watched it was uh, about uh, two years ago uh, when I introduced uh, Sarah to it. 
uh, we're, we're slowly uh, going through every Halloween and uh, trying to get her more into horror movies. And, Love uh, it. That's a good Oh, horror. oh, it, it's fair. been fantastic. Uh, honestly, what did, what going back think? and rewatching it, I, I was impressed with how well it looked, and she actually really enjoyed it. So, I, I gotta say, no, it... For some of the horror movies made uh, in the like 60s, 70s, 80s timeline, uh, you can go back and look at them, and a, a lot of them you'll see the special effects and say, I, I mean, yeah, I can see how that would be kind of scary at the time, but looking back at The Exorcist even today, you can look at the special effects and go, yes, I can, I know that's fake, but at the same time, oh, like... Oh, no, yeah. like I, I love it honestly. Yeah. That it, it's it is one of my favorite horror movies. Like just bar none. I I think it's fantastic. I mean, I can't look at pea soup the same. So no, you can't. <laughs> or any I mean, green you, baby food. So I mean, you, you got to think that there's something about a movie that when the lead actress is actually. Uh, psychologically scarred from the process of making mm -hmm. the movie years later that, wasn't, you know, she, even therapy a, wasn't <clears throat> quite enough to get her past that. That That's, that, that's there's another, says something about there's the movie. A, there's another film on somebody's this list, list that, that uh, maybe has something to that effect as well. No, I think wasn't and, and this movie Which movie also, was that? This, the Shining. But hmm. Wasn't The Exorcist also the start of, like, so child labor also was all, it's an issue, not a state issue in Hollywood, but it's always a topic of conversation and making sure that they're okay. Wasn't this film, like, one of the things of, like, hey, let's make sure that, like, kids when put into movies, like, they have, like, an assigned therapist if it's a horror movie that, like, they're constantly checked on during the process so they don't have this issue again? Didn't this movie start that? I'm pretty sure it did. It, it was a lot of that. Also, by the way... Uh, a little known fact. Number one, it introduced us to Ellen Burstyn, who goes on to have a huge career. She was totally unknown then. Yeah. Also, sure, sure. it is, here's some good stuff for you, the first horror film to ever be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. Mm. Another pretty incredible statistic for a film, especially back then in the 19, early 1970s. It was 73, I believe, when... Uh, we know the, the Motion Picture Association was ridiculously snooty and uptight along with the Academy. Um, and they almost gave this an X-rated thing. And it literally came down to the wire before they agreed to release it with an R rating. Oh, yeah. yeah but Zim, I mean, say, we, but we'll, we'll have a whole different video talking about our grievances with the MPAA. I mean, that that's a whole different I, thing. I was about to say, Zim, Zim I told you, you talk I about the Academy being you. snooty. You talk about the Academy being snooty back then, you act like they're not still snooty now. I really just went, the Academy, as soon as he said that. <laughs> Mike, are you getting a little scared? There's... <laughs> what the frick? Uh... I don't know, did you see it? Yeah, it was, that's his wife. <laughs> I don't know what, you're about. what did you see? I have no clue what uh -huh. you guys are talking about. Brad, did are you see you it? in the house? Sam, don't worry. Um... Uh... Did you see it, Brad? If it's what I think you're talking about, lost. no, I don't know. Actually, what I, I don't think I have. No, I don't either. All right. Kyla, right. would you like to let right. Zim in on this and confirm if I am the, I'm thinking right? I mean, yeah, there's someone behind him. Can't quite tell the face. There's somebody behind <laughs> me. Oh, it's Jamie. <laughs> it's Jamie Fox from the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Turn around. Is there somebody behind? Me? <laughs> 
I didn't even notice that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but Brad didn't notice the face or didn't notice yeah. Brad the person? Yes. Brad, 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 is, Brad is so locked in to him thinking about the MPAA. <laughs> I don't know oh. what you guys are talking about. Oh, that's funny. We can continue. Oh, Brad, I it, just it, want to point out because I know both of you that you sat there before we started tonight and you said to yourself, You saw me come up and you're like, Zim, you are so lame. You're in some red freaking stupid t shirt. You haven't oh, done no, no, anything no. for this pod, and yet. I told you I wouldn't let you guys down. Just you never thank let your me wife down. first later. You never let me down. Thank, my wife. Thank I don't your know wife what first later. About my. I don't have a wife. <laughs> uh, Who the hell so did I meet I, all those times? It's a secret. So next up on the list, uh, we we already alluded to, or mentioned it a, a minute ago. Um, the Shining. Uh, who, raise your hand if that was on your list. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. The Shining. Uh, yep. Alright, so Kyla, you're yep. up. Why, why did The Shining make I'm your up. list? So, for The Shining, it's watching Jack Nicholson slow descend into madness as it gets, like, further and further, and, like, little things popping up, like elevator opening into a gush of blood awesome. ghost appearing here and there <laughs> like just and it's building and building and building and building and building so much so that jack nicholson actually you know breaks down a door with an axe both in real life and also and in the movie to the point that the actress is scared to death and as we're watching it too like as an audience member just like well what the heck is going on like he is after her like this is it like and it, it has, like, the weird, I say a weird ending with, like, him freezing to death outside, but it still, like, just does not sit well. What? I'm making face. So, just getting to the end and just being, like, so unsettled of just watching someone spiral into madness just kind of leaves, like, a really lasting impression on you, for being really honest. Took me until yeah. I was uh, an adult to rewatch it, because I watched it as a kid the first time, and... <laughs> then I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait. And then I got an adult. I was like, I can't handle this one. And it's it's one that I'm like, this is this is something I can really appreciate. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, mm. I mean, and, and honestly, anything Stanley Kubrick makes is gonna be pretty solid. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Jack. very nice, very nice. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if you're going to talk Batman. about a movie Batman. that absolutely Batman. benefited from the uh, anal retentive nature of Stanley Kubrick's directing style, uh, I'd I don't think say I The Shining thought, is categorically wait, wait, the time out, time movie out, that benefited. Time out. Can I have things I never thought I'd hear Brad say for a thousand, Alex? Anal? Okay, let's move on. What were you saying? <laughs> Wow. I just broke him. Oh, you bitch about me having a censor button? Watch your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. I got the way I'm going to do with you what I do with my skin. I just got three strikes in the same angle. I love my show. It's fair. Fair. 
Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I think, I mean, granted, Stanley Kubrick as a director, uh, he made some amazing things, but I think The Shining may be the best thing he ever made because it, um, I don't know, it's one of those movies that whether you consider it to be a, a true horror movie or just a thriller or psychological, just mind, whatever you, however you want to categorize it, uh, <laughs> I, I love it and it is my favorite yeah. Stanley Kubrick film of all time. Like, it, it is amazing. Really? Yes. Not Eyes Wide Shut? I mean, you did just make <laughs> <laughs> no, Brad, I am set Zim up for that I am one with you, Brad. Brad, I am with you. I, I think I think you're on to something here. You know, people get very caught up in praising Stanley Kubrick for a clockwork orange as his yeah. kind of ultimate psychological masterpiece. And Which I mean, yeah, it was great, but it's good, but I think The Shiny... I'll tell Singing you what he did with The Shiny that I think is what makes it so what you're talking about better than A Clockwork Orange because he mm -hmm. did not... There is no argument, I think, from most people that A Clockwork Orange, the book, and A Clockwork Orange, the film, are not really, really similar and close. And while you can give him the accolades for turning that incredible novel into a film. He does yeah. not stick to the script in The Shining. It is very different than what Stephen King concocted mm -hmm. in his mind. They're both amazing. I'm not here to compare one or the other, but I would say to you that the idea that you would be sitting here, how many times does someone say, wow, that Stephen King-based movie was really better than the book. That never <laughs> happens. And you have a ton of people who would sit there and argue with you. I'm not one of them, but they would argue with you that the yeah. Shining the movie outdoes the book. And mm, it probably doesn't sure. become as famous, as good as the book was, if it's not for Kubrick's work. Now I, yeah. I will say the the book is good. Uh, that it was actually a solid piece of work from uh, Very Stephen good. King. Yeah, it is. But um, King. looking at the miniseries <laughs> that actually was more faithful to the book, um, the biggest difference uh, between the miniseries and how that ended up, uh, as far as the, the like. The effect it had on you psychologically compared to the movie, it's the not even big close. difference was Jack Nicholson. And the level yes. of commitment that Jack Nicholson gave to his performance, uh, I, I think any, character. any husband, any father that has ever had even a phase of their life that uh, they were just a little bit too focused on work and it just stressed them out a little bit too much and it ended up affecting their family uh, can look at uh, The Shining and Jack Nicholson's portrayal and go, Ugh, I, I mean, that that's that's the nightmare scenario, mm -hmm. but like, yeah. Ugh. 
like the the reality that that his performance gives really uh it, it contributes to a whole different level of how it affects you because there there was some real something behind it that well i think you're you looking for, i think you're looking for right like the demonism of alcoholism the demonism of a sure. guy who is at his kind of rope at the end, dealing with the idea of the wife and the kids, and this isn't the way my life was mm -hmm. supposed to go, and yada, yada, yada. The, de the demons of isolation, all of that. <laughs> he encaptures it in this rage that no one yep. else... It was very authentic, is probably the word I'm looking for. It is very authentic. Yeah. Well, he's the way Jeff you put Wilson. it... He's not like some super Michael Myers character, some like you know, whatever crazy guy that scares you. It's still like he's a very normal, average-looking dude for that time period. And yet yeah. he becomes this iconic, menacing character so who you are terrified of walking around with an axe. That the truth is, if Mike Rookwood, and I'll give Mike a little shout-out, saw this guy come into his house, he'd probably start laughing before he blew him away. And, and I mean, the way you put <laughs> it right there... Come on, man, really? Pop, 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 pop. Well, I know, Mike would feel different if it was Michael Myers coming after him. He would probably be a little more terrified. Uh -huh. Some guy but, walking in with a mask versus Jack coming I mean, in honestly, the way you put it right axe. there, the, the, the terror of uh, the, the expression of a life where the promise of what your life was supposed to be is this and what you got was this, the, that, that disconnect. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think about it, that factor alone should be like the reason this should be every millennial's go-to horror film because that kind of encapsulates <laughs> anything uh, that Mike and Mai's generation uh, can look at and go, no, that that that's that feels accurate. Yeah, Kyla's yeah. a millennial yeah. too. I'm millennial too. <laughs> oh yeah, I <laughs> I know I'm young, but. <laughs> Kyla, I mean, I just millennials just need to do better. Thank you, Kyla. It's okay. No, Brad, I think Brad's had a lot to drink. <laughs> I mean, me fair. Yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> to go with the millennial trash, I am more Red Bull, please. <laughs> and I would also like to say this is a shout out, and I don't know if Mike has still not seen it, Kyla. I don't know if you have. I don't think Brad has. That's so beautiful. Um. I would also like to say that I, if you haven't seen Dr. Sleep, please, please, I beg you I to go to. watch that film. I yes. beg you it's to do it. It is one of the best on. sequels that both take Which a weekend? movie and Which a weekend? film and bring them together. It's so well done. It's a, it's, I, you know what? I almost thought of putting it on my list because, but it just yeah. didn't. It didn't mix to that. It didn't rise to that level just because of what we were talking about. And again, talking about psychological stuff and the shining belonged on that list over Dr. Sleep. But man, if you are listening yeah. to us or watching this night and you haven't seen Dr. Sleep, it is yeah. awesome. I can't. And if you love the shining and you haven't seen it, I don't know what's wrong. with You You need to go watch it. It's fair. That's fair. Uh, so next up, um... Mike, keep the yawning to a minimum, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Here you go. Here you go. 
Yeah. So next up, uh, a movie that I I have to severely disagree with, but we've had this conversation before. Uh, Mike, David, it, this made on both of your lists. Uh, Psycho. Yes. Why? Yes, well, I'm I'm sorry that because you have terrible taste and we don't. Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent, Brad. Look at that young Anthony Perkins. We just talked about the Jack Nicholson character and what he brought to the table. This is some of the best acting you will ever see in a movie. No. We just talked Eh. about, we just talked about, well, no, hang on. We just talked about actresses going through a scene that completely and totally, like, psychologically damaged them. I'm I'm sorry. Do, Do we not remember the story of how... She was unable to literally take a shower for the rest of her life because Janet of what Lee the scene did to her. could not take a shower. Yes. Nope. She did bubble baths, right? Yeah. Afterwards. Norman Bates. So it is the quintessential. T- to me, this is that quintessential like. And I mean, you know, it's feel free to jump. Yeah, feel free to jump in whenever you want to, Zim. But. This was the atmosphere making everything so much more terrifying. Yes. The cinematography, the music, everything, mm -hmm. every way, every which way everything was filmed, every shot, the way it was framed, the way that all the characters interacted with each other, Norman Bates, the little ticks that you have, and the way that he would overlook people, and he's just this this very unassuming guy, but when you actually break down to it, you're like, holy hell, he's kind of a sociopathic, like, Genius. It seems like we have a trend of very... characters yes. as on our whole movie. Yes. <laughs> there are very <laughs> like one. Yeah. There are very few black and white horror films mm-hmm. or psychological films yep. that mm-hmm. can really mess with you. And because a lot of the black and white takes away from the color, right? And the things that we've seen with modern, you know, you look at the M. Night Shyamalan, and I know some, we have some of that on the list. Where he uses color, there's so many Carpenter uses color and all of that. And Hitchcock, I know I will get blasted for this, and I may have to blast myself when I look back at this, but I would challenge that Hitchcock, this is him at his very, very best, because the camera shots, the angles, the music... The okay. the close-ups. Yeah. You know who used this later on? Uh, Scorsese used it in Cape Fear of that those zoom-in shots where you hear it. He's used it a ton in his stuff. They used shots from this in What Lies Beneath. And we just talked about The Shining, and I would argue with you that there is no way that Jack Nicholson didn't get some sort of oh. inspiration from oh, Anthony yeah. from Perkins' Norman's character yeah. to oh. create Jack yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And Brad, Brad, I, I know that you always disagree, but me and Zim always bring this point up. Gus Van Zant made a shot-for-shot remake of this movie. Shot-for-shot. <laughs> Basically, James Cameron's whole career with the scripts, but shot-for-shot remake. I was actually about to bring that up and just say, wait, so you're saying that (laughs) if the black and white made the tone of the film that the Gus Van Sant film didn't quite do it for you? Well, this is my problem with the Gus Van... No, 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 this is the problem with my Gus Van Sant film. I had already seen it. I had already seen it. Yep. Like, if you're going to make a remake of Psycho, 
I think the idea that he did what he did is the ultimate, I'm going to bow down to you and kiss your rear end because you made this mm -hmm. masterpiece and I want to do something, an homage to you. But that's so stupid because that would be like, you know what, Mike trashed on Rob Zombie and I get it, I understand it. I actually had some enjoyment in watching the original Rob Zombie Halloween just for some certain things that he did. But if he had made a shot for shot remake of John Carpenter's thing, what's the point? Other than to say, yeah, I get it. He's a master and this is a masterful film, which is what I think Mike was trying to say, bringing in the Gus Van Sant version. How many films have had someone do that? Okay, so just quick question. If you saw the Gus Van Sant version first and then, say, a couple years no. later, saw the original, would that have changed your opinion? Or is there something and innate to the Gus just, Van Sant it, version that just kind of makes it inferior? Because Vince Vaughn isn't Anthony Perkins. Yep. Anth it, it, Fair. If, if that... That goes to show you that you can't just do it, right? I may argue with Mike, he's going to like this again, that just about anyone, including you, Brad, could have played Leonardo DiCaprio as Jack Dawson in Titanic. But well, when it you. comes to Anthony Perkins in Psycho, I don't know, even in a shot-for-shot -shot remake that Van Sant tried to do, no one can touch that guy. Similar to... No. It's one of those iconic it, There's other iconic roles. Like, Perkins just makes it. He is just this... It's it's an amazing job of acting he does. Yep. I mean, it's one of the best things. And I would here's the question I'd ask you, Brad. You asked about if that had been making made first. What, you know, which one would have I liked more? For me, it's obviously the original, but I have this one for you. If Psycho is never made, what happens to the horror slash slasher genre in the future, if that had been a big bust and that doesn't hold up the way it held up, what would the future of that been? Because remember that when Hitchcock made that, he put a lot of his own money into it. It had all sorts of problems. He was coming off of a serious slump. And if Hitchcock fails and that doesn't do what it does, what in the world happens to that genre later on for the next 10 to 15 years? Well, I think, you know, I don't think yeah, I said that's this a, that's to you. That's a tough you, one. Think about that one. I've thought about it. But it's not an easy question. I compared, so I compare what you just said to a young Spielberg making Jaws. Mm. Like, sure. think about it. Like, this is very much their, hey, I'm putting it all on the line. I'm putting mm, where my, right. I'm literally putting my own, my own money up. Delays, the movie's behind, the studio has absolutely no faith in it. Like, if either one of those movies tanks, like, what happens to an entire genre, like you said, right? Especially Psycho. If Psycho tanks, if if Hitchcock tanks Psycho, if, if Psycho tanks, who's to say that he gets another shot at making anything yeah. down the line? Who's to right. say they're, 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 I mean, another... that's what you're led to believe. Yeah. And he follows it up with the birds. And yep. oh, I don't, again, like, I don't think... Um, I, I mean, Hitchcock was at his breaking point then. The difference is, the only thing I'll disagree with Mike on, I agree with what he's saying about taking a chance and putting things in. The difference was, is that Hitchcock was already a known commodity who had gone into a slum right. and, and was fighting wasn't. for right. relevance. Spielberg was at a complete unknown. Although yeah. I will say, if you really but, want to but, bring up the birds, without birds, you wouldn't have gotten Birdemic. 
Don't right, worry. Without Smurfs too, you never would have gotten Avatar. <laughs> and with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump over to a movie. Cameron getting ready to go film another underwater <laughs> And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump over to a movie that made only Mike's list. Wait, 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 wait. I had a question for Zim. <laughs> I was yes, going to say, did you ever up? see Bates Motel? Yes, I did. And that was really good. I'm going to say, what do you think Fair. of his performance as Norman Bates? In comparison um, to the original? Not up to Anthony Perkins' level uh, at all. I actually tell you who I thought stole that was um, uh, Vera. Mm. Okay. Yep. I, yep. I was just kind of curious. Vera was amazing. Now that's not saying he didn't do a good job, but I thought no, I Vera really loved stole yeah. that yeah. show. Man. I loved Freddie Highmore though. Yes. Yeah. I really no, liked Freddie, Freddie Highmore. Is great. Well, well, I, really like I just Freddie got Highmore. and I will tell you, I think that's because the one here's the one knock I'll give you. I'll give you Brad this on Psycho. I will give you this on Psycho. I don't believe the female leads are in the same mm. league with. Uh, Anthony Perkins. And I do think that when you look back Ooh. at that, while I like Janet Lee, while I like some of the stuff in there, I still think that Anthony Perkins owns that movie. And here's a better one for you. Spoiler alert, everyone. If you haven't seen Psycho, you shouldn't be watching this. But um, if you, if you, I would argue Anthony Perkins is the best female role in that film as well as the male role. I mean, you're not wrong. Spoilers, <laughs> man. Spoilers. That's, that's out of context. It has been too long. Yes, thank you, Kyla. If you no need for a spoiler warning. Or, remake, or you haven't seen the pop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why does he look like he's but dressed like a moving. I wonder. Why does he look like what? <laughs> dressed like a woman. Abroad. Oh, Abroad. Oh, there we go. Why is he like <laughs> Moving abroad? on to the movie that was okay, so only sorry. on Mike's list because he has a, a, a bit of a, we'll, we'll say, Carpenter thing Netflix? for the director. No. Uh, the Sixth Sense. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Yep. Play the clip, Mike? Brad. Play the clip, yes. <laughs> so, uh, for me... You know, like like Zim said, like Kyla said, you know, choosing movies that really stuck with them, that really kind of grasped, like, the things that kind of terrify them and really stick with them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything more terrifying as a child as, like, hearing a ghost story and, like, oh, you know, ghosts are real. And then, like, you kind of experience those things that you can't really explain. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is it really this thing or not? This is a story where this kid, he can. Like, he sees dead people. Like, he sees them as if they're just yeah. everyday people walking around. Like, you, me, Zim. Casually. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're all reaching out to him and speaking to him. And, like, this six-year-old kid is... That's hard to process. Yes. Like, that is a very... Like, that is a child mm -hmm. that is dealing with basically the dead reaching out to him because they can't move on and they can't be at peace. I'll give you, it's a good one. Like, a really good one. that is absolutely horrifying to think as, like, a six-year-old child. Because I think Haley Joel, I think, was six when they, when they when they filmed the movie. I can check. But continue. If I remember right. But the fact that this kid 
is literally burdened with the fact that he can see these people and he sees them like it's an everyday normal thing. And they come to him and some of them aren't nice, some of them are mean, some of them are angry, some of them are vengeful. Like, and nobody believes this kid and this kid's being tormented and this kid's being like basically damaged by these ghosts and nobody believes him like his, his own mom doesn't believe him like have you noticed something by the way mike on all of lists, it, mike used to laugh at me mike used to laugh at this but mike what did i always say made a great director if you kill a kid or a dog yes true exactly he a was kid a, or a dog and i i just want to point out he something. was 11. Uh, I, I want to point out the fact that you. uh, you'll notice that on our list, so far, the majority of things we've gone through, so many of the great horror films or psychological films, forget about teenagers for a minute. They have to do with kids being some of the major aspects and parts of it. And I think that is oh, what gosh, the genius of it is. It's not just us seeing a little kid dealing with this i think it messes with our own psychological mentality mm -hmm. of yeah. oh when you're yeah, a you kid see... and you remember yep. the closet mm -hmm. door and you remember the light yep. being on and you remember you know all that stuff i think it it connects with us so well and i think yep. so mike you just made me think of that as you were going through this oh well i'm glad i could say it so poignantly that i jogged your memory thank you i will take yes it using your limited vocabulary is incredible you're not <laughs> um, plus, I mean, you're not playing yet, but it's okay. Haley Joel was amazing. Bruce Willis is absolutely amazing. But it, you also get to the end, and you get that arguably top two greatest twists of all time. Yeah. And it just like completely yes. What that twist? What's that twist? <laughs> um. And it completely shatters your ex. Like it completely shatters your notion of what you've just been watching for the previous two hours. Um, For those who don't know, enjoy the twist. No, I don't because it's an amazing twist. Two mics and Kyla. I will say that about three or four weeks ago, this happened to be on, and it was mm -hmm. probably five or ten minutes in, and I hadn't really watched it from you know that much of the beginning into the end fully yep. in a while, and I will say yep. that it without a doubt stands the test of time um going back and watching it i didn't think to myself oh this is kind of it's not working <clears> anymore <throat> in the actings whatever and as long as i don't see fat Haley joel in another film i don't think about it uh that he was just so little and so good and whatever and now he's just a fat pig um, but that's a different story. Like, how do you let yourself go like that? Yeah, but that's a totally about. Thing. Sorry. I can't. I'm sorry, guys. It makes me angry. Like, Haley Joel had the whole world in front of him. And you know, like, there are child actors that, like, you know, their parents are this or they go through that or whatever. But, like, what did Haley Joel do? Like, what is that that we see in Entourage and we see in The Boys and whatever that is. I don't even know what that is anymore but anyway he was wonderful in this um yeah. but he was. Uh, but yeah no, um, he's good but no speaking speaking to Kyla's point when you get to the twist and you realize that Bruce Willis <laughs> has been dead the whole time yeah um it actually even makes it so it it gives you an almost flip of like this isn't mm -hmm. actually Haley Joel's story this is Bruce Willis's story yeah this is his spirit trying to find peace to move on 
and there's this one child that he thinks has been helping him the whole time, it's actually flipped, and it's worse. Like, it is... It's yes and it was no. An absolute, to yes me, yes and no. Yes and no. I don't completely it, it agree with that because a, I think there's it's multifaceted. It. Yeah. I think concerning the twist, you could well, be true. right, but I think that it's it's all encompassing. That's the brilliance of it because Haley Joel is is he is messed up because of what he's going through, mm -hmm. but his mother is more messed up than <laughs> both of them. And I don't think, right. and I think Tony Collette's story, it's also as much about her yeah. and what's going on towards the, once you get to the twist, as it is about all mm. of it. So I'm with you, Mike. I don't True. disagree, True. but I'm saying there's a lot of, there's a lot going on. I think your point is it's not about Haley Joel as much as it is about he's helping the people around him where you think it's the yeah. opposite right. way around. Okay. Yeah. So, so after you find out the twist, it gives you a second movie to watch all over again. Yeah. And kind of see if you can And I don't have a problem everything. with this on the list. I really don't. And I still think it is M. Night Shyamalan's best film that he ever made. I stand by that with everything he's done. It, 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 Man, it, it still so is tough. my favorite. That's so tough. That's so tough with Unbreakable and Split. Okay, yeah, Split. Mm. Like, <laughs> oh, he had to split do it, was... Brad. He had to do it. God. That was great. Uh, Split yeah. is great, but Kyla, did it make your list? Almost. I mean, but I would say like Split seven. is a great movie, but it doesn't quite qualify as horror. No, I wouldn't put it as horror. Exactly. Well, that's only it it, it is much more psychological thriller. But he yes. just no, no, no. He said he said full stop. He said M Night's best movie. You could argue yes, that Split that to me is M Night's best. Film. Six yes. Sense is his opus. No, no. Best film across the board, Sixth Sense, uh, beats out Split, without question. Like, there, there's so much more nuance to And Sixth I love Sense. Split, too, Mike. But it's uh, the Sixth Sense oh, is I a know. masterpiece. It's you an absolute saw it together. I know. <laughs> of course, now, it's on my list. Of course it is. <laughs> well, moving on to something that was specifically <laughs> on Kyla's list. We have Mine? It. Oh, which one? Okay, I was like, uh, okay. So, It, I went with the first part of the new movie, if you will. Mm. Um, let me tell you, there's, I kind of did the same thing with Zim and kind of a couple of, like movies that Mike did. I picked movies that had a lasting impression on me. Um, I don't know if Brad still has the film footage of it, but to give you an idea of how much this movie hit me, there's video evidence of me crying my eyes out after an 11-year-old dressed as Pennywise scared the bejesus out of me and literally within two seconds, tears pouring down my face, crying that Pennywise is hugging me. It was hilarious. I was not okay. It was hilarious. This is, this is it was as funny as you think it, no, it would be. No, I mean, yes, it was funny looking back on it, but like it was terrible. Like It, it just didn't deepest fears that like you might not even have acknowledged beforehand and like there was a couple of them i had to explain to mike about why like for example with um what is her name the girl's name beverly yeah, I know what you're, go ahead so the female but thank yeah. you bev so with yes her, beverly I had to explain mike why like and how it just ugh, it picks it apart to where you you hit a point of if he was near me what would he use to like get to me yeah and I can't handle that thought because I'm like, there's so many things that I'm not only say like terrified of, but uncomfortable with, that he could take and just make a puddle of mess and crying and not being 
no. Yes, because an 11 no. year old girl did it to you. Yes. <laughs> like, I love Maddie. She's such a sweet cosplayer, but she scared the bejesus out of me, and I was crying within seconds of her popping out. That was my idea, too. I know it was. Oh, <laughs> slapping. Like, this is a good it, it was point bad. in the uh, pod. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. bad. Like, and afterwards, like, I was in there crying, and Mike goes, Oh, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Like, he, he had no idea that it was going to be that terrifying for me to see Pennywise, like, face to face. Because she pops up underneath the table, gets about right here, laughs in it, and then just hugs me. And I was like, Maddie, can you stop hugging me, please? Like, I have, like, pink paint smearing down my face, and there's, like, tears dripping off of me. Like, it was not... It was not a pretty scene. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. The one thing I'll say with but, it, no, it was... I'm, I'm with you. look, Kyla, I mm. loved, first Go of ahead. all, I loved the original cheesy TV made for TV one. Um, oh, yeah. Like, that's a it's classic. very difficult like... <laughs> for me because to me, Tim Curry will always be Pennywise. And I still think that um, Skarsgård did an amazing job. The, the same way that, I, I, when I look at Skarsgård and Curry, do you want to know what I think? I think to myself how you compare Ledger mm -hmm. and Joaquin to the Joker character. They're different and they're both incredibly yes. well done. So I, yes. don't, I think they both did an amazing, amazing it's... job. Um, what I will say about so it, I, I like... love the new It's. I love it. And I think that Andrew Machetti yes. did a... An absolute, yes. he, he finally got Beautiful. it right, whereas unfortunately <laughs> part two of the TV series got it so wrong and pissed off so many people for so long. Yep. Uh, yep. I also think that yep. Stephen King, and again, by the way, we're now talking about the second Stephen King film on some of these lists. Mm -hmm. um, I think that his, his, his major involvement in the project um, had a yes. big influence and helped it tremendously. Um, I think that yes. that was really smart by both Andrew Machetti and by Flanagan with Dr. Sleep. I think that when you don't try to distance yourself mm -hmm. and you try to use them as someone like that, it's helped to figure out what they were really thinking with their creation. Um, the reason, you, you know, I thought about it. So this is a testament to you. I thought about it. I really did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I got it. I, no, I did. Yeah, I he doesn't did. have a compliment. I, I know. That's I, I actually to think personally that you can't have. And then I started thinking, well, would I put one on there or would I put two on there? So, and I really, I really now don't look at them as I two separate know. films. I feel like they have to it's be considered whole. one film. Yes. Um, but what I would say to you is, again, what I don't want to get lost in this is the acting makes it. Those kids yes. and Skarsgård yeah. yes. and they then again, Mike, shout out to Split, they James McAvoy and and yes. obviously mm -hmm. Hader and all these guys like Jessica it Chastain. makes it, man. Yep. Like yep. this was brilliantly casted. Really and I know not everyone's thrilled with some of the people they chose. But I would argue that I thought they all did a very, very good job. And I'm not convinced that in my, when I really put on my critical hat and I'm really poking at it here, I'm not convinced that some of the holes in the movie making that I saw that I wasn't crazy about by the director wasn't saved mm -hmm. by the acting. Cause there, it's it's that's fair. 
again, it's me being really, really, really critical, and you can do this with anything, yeah. but what kept me from putting it on the list was that I don't know how scary it really was. It's like you said, it was so, so psychological, so well-made. I loved it. I go back and watch them. Mm -hmm. I think it's genius. It's brilliant. But when I had the movies on my list, I look at those as yeah. like cinematic masterpieces that are like a piece of art. Oh, that's fair. And, and scares that's, the that's hell out of me. Fair. And it doesn't really scare the hell out of me. So the, the original It... It was great. I love it. It's a classic. Like you said, Tim Curry did great in it. I think Tim Curry, I think Dr. Frankenfurter, but that's a different topic. Of course. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. But, and, uh, and Clue, Mr. Bot, come on now. I mean, uh, yes, Clue yes, might always You're Mr. Body. <laughs> but no, Dr. Dr. Frankenfurter is who I think of with Tim Curry every single time. That That is that is my, uh, my icon. I there. think Congo. <laughs> Okay, fair. Mike, just stop. Mike. <laughs> but, just stop. You mean you don't think of the uh, you don't the... think of uh, the manager of the Plaza Hotel in Home Alone too? <laughs> or also think of uh, what Nigel... kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. <laughs> or, or Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. <laughs> and just remember, but, no, our the, president was in that one. Yeah, thanks, Brad. I break news. Brad just went over the so, legal limit to drive anywhere by himself currently. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a good thing that he's at home then. <laughs> so yes. well, the, the reason why I went with the don't get by anything, including a bicycle, right now, Brad. <laughs> but the reason why I went with the new one instead of the older one is that it's. I went back to the how it made me like how it sat with me, sort of thing. Where, like Mike can tell you, so we've been at cons and I see someone dressed as Pennywise, I will literally like walk the long way to the booth I'm trying to get to, mm -hmm. to avoid the person dressed as Pennywise. The original Tim Curry, Kyla, who like, is, is your such favorite? An icon. Who is your favorite between Which the two? Who's your favorite Pennywise? Between the two? My favorite Pennywise? Yeah. The new one. The new one. Only you like Scarlet? It, it... Yeah. Yes. Only Curry because played so, like, it much more comical. You, so... Curry played it much more comical yes. and like not as dark. He played like a clown. Yeah. Exactly. Versus that's why. Yep. Because of the dark part of it. Because like, it hit something, it hit a twinge within me that just made me kind of like go, yeah, something just, just not sit right with me about this. It kind of like hits that little twinge of your, your fight or flight instinct and it hits right with me every single time. Just like, yeah, I need to GTFO like right now. Well, like, not I think that's what, like, right. like so many people have a fear of clowns and it's because like, well, clowns are supposed to be Curry. right well i mean it's that but I'm like i'm gonna say because of tim curry or how it's a thousand corpses but nonetheless continue. but i mean like clowns no i'm are, with like, you or, to be, like, no she's on to something either captain spaulding uh pennywise or i would also say i think everyone poltergeist mm -hmm. did it to a lot of people with the clown yeah. yeah yeah but like clowns are thought of to be like something for kids yeah like they're supposed to be fun they're supposed to be like very goofy and over the top, <laughs> which is what that's that's how Curry played it. Yes, Curry played it like a clown. Yes, he played it very over the top, very comical, like mm -hmm. you said. Whereas Skarsgård played it as the I'm going to take the form of a clown because it's something that's supposed to be inviting to children. Yep, but and it is so effing terrifying. Jaw yes. into snake with a million teeth and yep. chomp off an arm like it's not a big deal. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no Skarsgård. Like I mean, I, said, I, it kind of my fight or flight, which 
too many things don't do that. Yeah. There's another movie on this list, and you better give me a heads up, Brad, before you play that clip, because I'm going to be looking this way the entire time, because I can't handle that one. But <laughs> it, but it hits something in me to where, like I said, I, I avoid people <laughs> cosplaying yeah. as the new Pennywise. There was someone yeah. at a so there was someone at a con dressed as Tim Curry's Pennywise. I walked up, took a picture with her, hugged her, like had a chat with her, no problem whatsoever. Then I turned the booth, and there's someone just with the face paint, and I was like, nope. like I immediately was just like, nope, just I can't do yep. this. So that's kind of, that's why. Yeah. I and that I think that, that was my you know, and, I, and again I said they both were great, but I think that was my biggest issue is mm -hmm. that I felt Skarsgård played it great. But I think Tim Curry's because it wasn't as creepy. It was more like yeah. I mean, that's at fair. times believable that a little kid would want to go oh mm -hmm. and take the candy from the clown or do the yeah. balloon or whatever whatever. Where so you know, like, so well, odd comparison. About, think about modern. <laughs> well, think about so odd comparison though, here uh, is kind of it's kind of like the who's the better Spider-Man debate. Um, you, you have, uh, Toby, who was the better Peter Parker. You have Andrew Garfield, who arguably was the better Spider-Man. But then you had, uh, Tom Holland, who was solid as both sides of the character. Right now, as far as Pennywise has gone, we had mm. Tim Curry, that was a very solid mm -hmm. clown, but not so much on the demon yep. side. You had Bill Skarsgård, who was fantastic at mm. the demon side, but didn't quite get the comedic uh, clown. Yeah, We need that third Pennywise that can do both equally well, and blend that right, line so between what was so <laughs> like amazing and terrifying all at the same time. Yeah, and I hear you. I don't, I, I don't even know if we're ever going to be able to get that because I feel like if you really look at the novel, that is such a hard role to pull off yeah. both sides of the personality. Yep. And I, I mean, would it, love it. If you can do you, either one well, it's fantastic. But no, you hit both. the you hit the nail, Brad. You know what we need? We mm -hmm. don't. If we get the third Pennywise, Mike, it's not the reboot. Stephen King needs to do a sequel of it. A sequel? That would be pretty awesome. Ooh, I just if got went and tried about to like... do something. <laughs> either, either, honestly, the prequel story, which has always interested me of how it happened, or go the yeah. other way 40 years before, or pick up and go well, later with after. a different I hear story, but I've always thought that yeah. there's more to that story that people could do something with. But that's just me. Okay, I think a, I think I, a prequel well, would be really good. Yeah, and that that could give you the chance to have the middle ground between Tim Curry's and Skarsgård's because of like yeah. having the basically the scent of going like being because he was a clown, and then things yeah. happened. And who can get who can get walking on the line. and whatnot. Who can get watched on the line? <laughs> Actually, that yeah, no, might that, not that's... be a bad casting idea. <laughs> that's who I would pick. Watching right, would be next? my right. guy. Yep, what's but, next? Uh, coming up next uh, is the movie that only made my list because apparently you guys are mm. just uncultured <laughs> swine. Uh, alien? The original 1973 Wicker Man. Oh, Wicker Man. Great movie, Brad. Great movie. Now, this yep. is a movie that... I mean, whether you have just seen a synopsis of it or you've actually gone through and seen the full thing, and by the way, if you've only seen the synopsis, shame on you. 
Uh, this is a movie that the Nick Cage remake does not even come close to doing justice for. It's horrible. Um, oh, the bees! Like, oh, God, bees! The, the thing that made the original Wicker Man so incredible was the fact that you had a... A, a big city cop going out to the country uh, and it, you got the feel that Children of the Corn tried to get but went way too over the top on uh, where, you know, that, that whole little fear in the back of your head that if you go out to the middle of the country, middle of nowhere, that the country bumpkins out there may be a little uh, upstairs and you just don't know Tucker what you're in for. This movie <laughs> gave that to you and said, you know what, that, that whole backcountry uh, cult thing <laughs> that <laughs> you're <laughs> afraid of, it's real. But there is something actually enticing about it, and you can see and genuinely connect with the thing that could potentially entice you to it. But then once you see where that ends up going, it just scares the hell out of you. Like, it is such a solid, slow build-up to it that by the time you get to the end, you, you, you are completely enthralled and you need yeah. the movie because they do such a good job at balancing the mundane everyday of that very country village to the really crazy cult thing that the Wicker Man really needs to deliver. And yep. it was so good. So, so good. It was good. Yeah. A shout out yeah, to look, you, Brad, I, for putting Christopher but, Lee on the list. Yep. I say the greatness yeah. of Christopher Lee. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it also, it, it really messes with the mind because like you said, it's the, you're out in the country, you're the only person that you know, right? You don't really know who to trust. You don't really know what to trust. You don't really know what's going on. Like it is such a, it is such a mind screw in that you are literally dropped into an environment <laughs> that you don't know with people that you don't know with something going on that you don't know. <laughs> and like, what do you do? And I mean, as much as the Academy snobs, I mean, also an option. Well, as much. As much as the Academy snobs may try to say Midsommar was such an amazing film, and to be fair, it was a good film, um, the, without the original Wicker Man, I feel like you could never have gotten something like Midsommar out of it, because there's okay. so much of that movie that references back to the original Wicker Man. Which, by the way, um, of all the horror movies that we're talking about today... The original Wicker Man really wouldn't recommend uh, letting your kids watch it. Uh, no, <laughs> it, it but it definitely this has is, the wait, highest amount of nudity and sex involved. I don't think anything on this list has, <laughs> it would be good to the show Shining your children. I mean, I saw The Shining in Halloween as a kid, and I don't feel terribly <laughs> scarred by it. So I, I. All right, so I'll be over. Okay, Brad, I'll be over next weekend. You, me, and Luke will sit down and we'll watch The Shining. We'll watch The Sixth Sense. <laughs> yes. Hey, I was at least seven before I saw Halloween. Just, you know. So, so, we, we, so we're going to do so Luke has a five few years. years or so. 
we're gonna offer yeah, what about, to, to hey, watch Luke Mike, what about the exorcist? Make sure you throw that and one then in. Then we're gonna show them all of them. Oh, it's true, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could just say, hey man, like you're not raised Catholic, so this could happen to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we'll, we'll so we'll in about five years or so, Brad, um, we'll offer to, to watch Luke and and y'all can go out and go and enjoy the evening and then when you come back you'll have a scarred child. No, okay. Kyle. What's the matter, Brad? You said you watched Luke, him as you're a kid. Have Luke in, one, in the in the little uh, the little unicycle thing or whatever you want to call it that Danny's riding throughout the Overlook Hotel. And play with me, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not. You're gonna see all of a sudden when you come back out. in. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to the next one because we are definitely. Uh, a bit of time on each movie so far um and i know that we do have a, a soft stop coming up at seven uh so oh, she said soft stop so uh kyla i think i i think this is the one you're talking about uh the one that only made the one your that's just list, on my list? The Stranger. Yep, let me turn this way real quick before you show this. Um, so, going to the idea, I swear I'm not watching this because I can't. This is a movie that I've only seen oh, one she's time. so hot. Because it messed with me that much. I, I, that's how bad this movie got to me. So, kind of going to the idea that we've talked a lot about of, like, your typical average Joe person who you don't really expect anything from being absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, I watched this movie the sophomore year, my sophomore year in high school, and I have not watched it since. That was wow. 12 years ago now. That is like that is how bad this movie has messed with me. So much so that even the clear mask with makeup and canvas, like like Sackboy from so like from PlayStation, like uh, <laughs> canvas faces with smiley face, canvas bags with smiley faces on them, unsettle me that much with it. Um, to have something to where this group of people are terrorizing a couple in a house to where they're both strapped to a chair, one's on one side, shotgun wound to the stomach bleeding out, and she's in there, why are you doing this to us? And the answer is just, well, because you were home. I can't do it. Like, it, it hit that chord in me so much that it, it I couldn't sleep for three weeks. I don't get scared easily. And this movie did it, and I will not touch it again. So I just want to point out that um, this would never happen to me, because the second that I saw one of those people in one of those sacks, bullets would be flying also, every which direction. Here we go again. Yes, Superman <laughs> yes. entered the building. But... No, 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 not Superman. I'm just gonna put bullets in every inch of everything. Honey, it's gonna okay. hit something. I, honey, I would like to point out. I would like to point out, <laughs> Kyla. I'm sorry. Because God forbid any nut job watches this pod, they're like, "Oh, really? I know who's out." So like, take some that. notes real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, not, like, whoa, I'm not Oscar Pistorius. Calm down, Zim. No, like, so I guess a little bit more details about the movie. The movie itself, it's a couple in a house, and this person shows up, starts like ringing their doorbell, and. Just kind of like just bothering them, just being a nuisance, and it gets further and further worse and worse to where like they get into the house, they start kind of creeping around, sneaking up on them, just being like in their presence, but completely not knowing that they're even there. Kind of like on the same idea of like Hush, which is a newer mm -hmm, movie. Mm -hmm. 
I can't handle that because I'll be home alone. I'll see something move out of the corner of my eye. Mike can tell you that happened about mm-hmm. about a month ago. I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. But I went to the kitchen and he was there and not where I saw something move. And I was not okay for about an hour. Like I had to search the house with a gun mm-hmm. to make sure nothing was there. Like that is how it, it hits me. Um, Not my gun, by the way, Tim. Uh, no, no, it was my gun. <laughs> it was my uh, pistol that I was walking around the house with to make sure there was nothing that was inside of it. Hey, to be. this is Texas. Um, so. <laughs> you know, we, we well, this expect this was Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, it's really well, it, it's, what Kyla it's, said because. Uh, Kyla, and I'm wondering, and I yeah. promise I'm not trying to be sexist or chauvinistic here, but no. my my older yes, sister yes. tells me uh, all feeling. the time because I I will recommend we in my family we all like horror films, and I will recommend films like yeah. Strangers to her to watch. I will recommend things like that. She does mm-hmm. not handle home invasion films well, no. and she is so, and she is yeah. not the first friend of mine who is a girl who likes horror movies to say that i think kind of like mike is being all tough right now but i do think there's something that is going on with the the battle of the genders here where i think that home invasion films are for really scary to a lot of the female contingent out there that really scares them because like Like, i'll tell you one of my one of the the movies that is not like the greatest horror film ever, but it's so psychologically screwed with me is funny people, the mm-hmm. original. And yeah. I had my sister watch that and she has never forgiven me to this day. <laughs> and when I told her about the stranger, she was like, not a chance. If it's, she, she'll ask me that before no. horror film. She'll be like, is it a home invasion movie? Cause I can't handle it. So, so I will say like, I've seen other, I'm like other, cause there's not, that's not t- a typical genre. Like when a stranger, purge. Like okay, the first and whatever. Hush, like, the first strange, one. When the stranger calls. Right. There, there, hush, there is a. There is. You can never forget Hush. That, that's a great boring, film. By the way, I loved Hush. Yeah. Like I loved Hush. Hush was fantastic. So it, most home invasion films don't get me, but Stranger did. What about the second because one? You didn't of... watch it. Nope, I did not watch the second one. You didn't miss the first anything. First one messed with me too much. <laughs> So with it, I think the whole part of it was kind of like going back to what we talked about a lot. That It's like your average Joe person mm-hmm. just showing up and is just deciding to do this for yeah, seemingly right. no reason. Like, like she gave the reason was just because you were home, because you were here. If you didn't decide to come right. out and stay at this place this weekend, none of this would have happened to you. That sort of thing is just kind of like... So don't don't go to cabins in the woods unless you have guns. And, and that pisses me off. And I gotta tell you, it does piss me off in the genre a little bit that they always mm-hmm. feel like. And it, a lot of times it happens with the sequels, with the older ones, but especially with the newer ones. That you always have to have this background they story and why they're doing yep. it. The brilliant yep. horror films, there is yeah. no background story. You know, the the, no. the zombies Mike, are going out they're doing what they're doing because hell, that's yeah. what they're doing. The killer shows up and starts killing people because that's, that's what, they, what do. they do. Because yeah. that's real life and that's what's terrifying. Yeah. Yep. And, and honestly, that, that's the that's thing. While it, while it may partially help put your mind at ease to know the motivations of the killer or the psycho or whatever the <laughs> villain of the horror movie may be, um... <laughs> It does have a certain effect on you as a, an audience member if the villain of your horror movie does not have a motivation other than they're doing what they're doing because they're doing it. And that's it. Full stop. Yes. Um, because 
one of the most terrifying things about the classic horror movies is that it's possible to have a psycho committing just these um, just horrible atrocities because <laughs> in the second you're able to yeah. try to rationalize these when actions you can of a psycho exactly yep. while you may understand it more and it may have a more like deeply embedded thing of well could i possibly ever become that kind of psycho because now i understand and with i i had that thing happen in my childhood too without yeah. a backstory just having that straight killer psycho whatever just as the villain you don't know what caused it, so that's the more terrifying thing. Maybe you well, like, could be pushed to that, but you don't know what caused it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, that goes back to, like, the all-time great line from Halloween. Like, I sat across the table for him from ten years, and the only thing uh -huh. that I saw in his eyes was evil. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, some people Wait, just... Wait, Mike, that's not as good as the dog... Because he got hungry. I mean, come on now, man. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. No, but, but it is. I mean, the first Halloween, that's the <laughs> You don't find out about any of this crap with Laurie Strode and his sister and all that other nonsense until, until the sequels start coming out. Like, he's just yep. a dude yep. killed his sister because he was evil when he was young yep. and goes and yep. going after yep. and killing more people and doesn't care about human life at yep. all. Yep. Yep. That's so a, next that's up on... Yep. All right. Next up on the list, I like uh, made my list. Also, Kyla. I think it's a really, really good movie. I always, it always scared the hell out of me. Uh, it's, so it's next up, made my I, list. I'm pretty sure Kyla it made your list too, if uh, if I'm correct. Was uh, Alien? No, it was not my. Boy. That wasn't the one we shared in common. No, ah, okay. Only well, had. you only had Alien. It, it was only. Yeah, Alien. I think you're the only well, one who had Alien. Brad. I guess you yep. guys just kind of suck. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, it was. I, it was a toss up between. So I was between this and my other film that was just on mine. Yeah. So the thing about Alien is that, yeah, it's sci-fi, and you you all know that I am such a sucker for a good sci-fi film. Um, but what made Alien absolutely hit my top five for horror thrillers was the perspective that Ridley Scott was able to give in the, uh, the the cinematography for this movie and really give that personal feel from the perspective of the camera. The close-up shots that you had so yeah. often throughout the film, seeing the emotions of the characters and uh, the like, dark, like, desolate environments that they're in yeah. and just feeling isolated. Huh? Because, yes... I will give you, by all rights, as a horror thriller, um, the uh, the original um, Blair Witch Project is a great horror thriller. I would be willing to argue without Alien, uh -huh. you would never have gotten uh, the Blair Witch Project because so much of the cinematography that inspired Blair Witch kind of inspired clearly comes from a lot of what came out of Alien. Uh, the the framing the, uh, the the way that you frame the individual character to 
just a, a completely unknown environment that you can't fully identify, but you can kind of relate to based on just the the atmosphere that you feel. It just, it digs down deep to that little part of you that sticks around into adulthood uh, that, comes, uh, that comes up in childhood of your fear of the dark. Uh, of you don't know what's yeah. out there. You, uh, the second the lights go out, you don't know what's there, but clearly any noise you hear could be something that's coming for you. And Alien absolutely hit home on that. And I think it is so amazingly well done for that. I still look back at Alien and am terrified of so much of that movie. No, it's a great movie, but Aliens is better. Okay, so... <laughs> and I'm not even going to I was Brad, everything you said... Kyle, feel free, but Brad, everything you said was feel free to smack him again. Um, you know, without the beard, Mike, you look like John Larroquette on Night Court. Um, Brad, what I would say to you is uh, I think... Uh, I. I agree with everything you said, and part of, again, is a Ridley Scott masterpiece, which the way he shoots it, the way, I mean, it's all great, it's all great, but I will give one bit of criticism, and I love Alien, but here's why Alien could never be on my list. The beginning is painfully slow to me, painfully slow to me, and I get it, I get when Alien was made, part of what was going on was showing these new effects they had and this new way of presenting film and Ridley was showing it to us. But it's it's kind of like, you know, the same thing with 2001 and some of these other films where they wanted to show you the new techniques and camera work and, and, and special effects things. But here's my problem with Alien. Yes, you go back to Alien and watch it. It has not aged very well. I, I'm I'm gonna be the one. Who so says I'll, this. I'll pose this to you. It you say that Alien like had a slow movie. start. You say it does, uh, but you also say that Jaws was a masterpiece. masterpiece. Jaws started off just as slow paced as Alien did. What? Uh, and yet, what is the first? You still consider it to be an amazing buildup. Where does Jaws's buildup? separate from aliens build up uh in your perspective as far okay, as what I'll is make slow that really versus what minutes. is uh, i will make that so minutes? easy brad the first two minutes of jaws i'll give it five minutes tops <laughs> we see susan black blackledge go into the water naked and mm -hmm. she is jolted back and go. forth with the thing and is killed and that scene not only did it dislocate her shoulder and break a bunch of bones in her but that scene has scared and terrified people for decades and continues to alien mm -hmm. the first five minutes it sets forget the about the first five minutes i would challenge that the first 25 minutes is here's the spaceship here's the space Here's them in the thing waking up. Here's the deal. I like it. You know what movie didn't tell have me that? The Aliens. First, tell me the first kill or the first time the alien pops out. How long into the film does that happen? 
And that's the genius minutes? of Alien. That's the genius of Alien. While Jaws did uh, have a slow build-up till you saw the shark, Alien established the level of isolation you had. Uh, I agree. Which I agree. The, the big terrifying yeah. thing... In my mind, the big terrifying thing that uh, still makes Alien the, the, the masterpiece that it is, Jaws hits the... Uh, fear that everybody has about going into the ocean, which is something that anybody could do. Alien hits on the fear of isolation and what could be out there ready to kill us of space exploration, which we still have yet to accomplish. And any time you go out to your average person and say, why haven't we properly explored the stars as hu a human race why does it seem like we've kind of stalled more often than not you're not going to uh, get oh you know technology this that whatever it's well what's out there i mean clearly everything I in need the universe is trying to kill us right but what Who else is trying to kill us <laughs> if so even bad. if even um uh <laughs> Oh, Mike, uh, come on. Um, so, Brad, Brad, uh, can I be real honest with you? Astrophysicist, wheelchair, why am I blanking on his name? Stephen Hawking. Uh, uh, there you go. If even Stephen Hawking is saying that at some point aliens are going to come and kill us, one of the smartest men on the planet, there's something there. I'm just saying... Uh, we're, one movie touches on the fears that we can feel and see today. The other's touching on the fears of things that are yet to come. I, I and agree with what, it, I agree it, what you're saying. It, it I don't want this to turn into a comparison in between Jaws and Alien. Oh, no, never. I, never. I, it's apples to oranges at that point. Yeah. We're not going to do that, but what I will say is is that everything you said holds water. I'm just telling you that and, and Alien is great. I'm just telling you that when I go back and watch Alien's Alien 3, Prometheus. Uh, hey, hey, hey. We I'm don't just speak about Alien 3. I could we don't talk about Alien 3. That the Ridley Scott's masterpiece is Prometheus, and it's not Alien, the original. I'm just going to say that. That when he finally oh. had the technology, the CGI, and what he uh. wanted to be able to finally do, he did that, and... It's very, I don't know. Again, you go back and watch Alien, I love it. It does, though, look like a an older film, grainy in some of the shooting. There's some special effects that leave me shaking my head a little. But I'm just saying, I, I'm not going to. It's better Brad, than can Piranhas 2. Be, can, can I be Bail. real honest, Brad? Brad, can I be real honest? I was more it. terrified of the alien popping out on the ride in the great movie ride at Disney World than I was of it in an actual movie. <laughs> or, if, or when you went, or when, no, seriously, or when you went to like a, a Ripley's Believe It or Not in the horror section, that scared the hell out of me. I think actually, I, you know what? That's genius what she just said because that, that 100% is how I feel. I feel like. So, what Ridley Scott's genius was is that he created with Stan Groom. He created that character. He yeah. created that, that alien fantastic. that has terrified us. And they've gotten so much 
mileage of it, but the original. <laughs> Brad, right now you're more scary. I than never take off Brad, and now I got him on edge. Brad, you over there pointing like more if you showed up in my house right now. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. What's, what's next? <laughs> there's still one movie that Brad and I haven't talked about yet, I think. And there's then there's two a that is fair. That yes. Uh, so about. next one up was only on mine and Kyla's list, which means David mm-hmm. and Mike, you guys are slacking. A Quiet Place. It was I loved that movie. This is, so, directorial, I believe, debut of John Krasinski, (laughs) and as much as everybody's going to look back at John Krasinski and say, oh, The Office was amazing for him, I, I think that his directorial career is going to be so much more incredible as a a viewer's experience uh, than anything that he will Mm -hmm. ever do as an actor. Like, clearly, uh, he has a certain level of genius as a director that we need. Like, desperately. So, So he's trying to follow in the footsteps of Affleck. But more successfully. Don't even roll your eyes, Zim. Affleck's an amazing director. So, I love The Quiet Place. I've liked Affleck's it... movies, but he hasn't made a great horror film yet. No, not yet. This no. is a great horror film. This is a great horror film. No, I'm talking yes. about I'm talking about in the vein of an actor turning into a great director. I mean, I, I'm i not ready to say John Krasinski's a great actor yet. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm okay. not. That's okay. No, I meant, I said, I meant director. No, you said from no. a great actor into a great director. I'm not willing to say that John Krasinski no, has been great at acting Fine. yet. And that's fair. A, rena- a, a, a highly acknowledged actor to a like, great director. I would director. say he's kind of like Jordan Peele. I love Jordan Peele. Oh, I think yeah. Jordan Peele's amazing. He yes. cracks me up. Would I be willing to say Jordan Peele's a great actor yet? Nah, I think he's been a better director than he was an actor. A great comedic Which actor? Which isn't a bad thing. Oh, maybe. I think Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy were great comedic actors because they showed me their range. I feel like Jordan Peele and John Krasinski maybe haven't necessarily shown me their range yet. But that's for a separate conversation. Fair, fair. fair. Another time. But I love (laughs) Quiet Place because it it was one of those movies to where watching it, you could swear you could also hear a pen drop. While like watching it with a group of people, because you were also on edge of trying to make sure you're staying quiet, so that they're safe in the movie. Because you know you're not there, you're just watching. There's maybe like a total of like a thousand words across the well, not that little, but like a thousand words across the film that are spoken. I don't even know if it's that much. Like, I mean, I'd be willing to argue there's there has to be less than ten pages of dialogue in the whole thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And when you have people telling you coming out of that that, like, they're getting pissed off at people who are bringing popcorn and concessions and stuff into that movie, Mm, and I purposely went into that movie and did not (laughs) eat or drink any, like, I was like, I'm going to go into this movie, and I'm going to tell you right now, people start Mm -hmm. eating crap. So when I went to see it, I made sure to go, like, in the middle of the day, 
when I was like, it's probably yeah. going to be a really empty crowd because I want to get it. What it is like a really immersive gun. experience. <laughs> it's an immersive yeah. experience. It, it, was, it, it it's it amazing. And, and I'm with you. I think, it's, I think it's brilliant. I think Krasinski did an unbelievable job. The only knock I have against it is, again, what we talked about, which is, I mean, I guess they had to, but when they kind of tie in everything and the girl and the hearing aid and the... All that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, they had to I'll explain it, and and I get it. Kind I of get being it. a little I cheesy, and that's cool. I get, I get but, it. I get it. it. But what it's, you said it's amazing. He did something that no one else had tried to do, and for that, I like tip my hat. And I was very excited about the sequel before COVID hit. So we'll see what he does yeah. with that. But so, I, I love it. I love it. It's a great movie. Going, going back up to something that you and Mike talked about earlier was like. What makes a great film of killing a kid or a dog? A kid gets killed very, like, swiftly. So, therefore, great director. I mean, so far it follows. But so far. I'm, you I'm see in, a kid die, a and it step. gives you... <laughs> I think you see the kid die, I think, what, a third of the way into the movie? God, no, I think it's oh, no, way less. sooner than that. It, it, it's, it's within the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Genius. Really yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Because oh, I yeah. feel like there was so much story that was even given before you see. No, I I, I rewatched it recently. It, it's within like that, the I was first in, ten that to fifteen. Immersed into it all. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's I was the that first immersed big into gut it. punch of like oh yeah yeah yeah. But like it, so, it's really it's fantastic. Well, like and also, I mean, like, Sarah and I never and killed a kid or a dog. So Sarah and I uh, went to go see uh, this movie at Look Cinema, which. Sadly, one of the uh, mm -hmm. casualties of the pandemic. Moment of silence. Uh, <laughs> pour but, out some uh, alcohol. Yeah, pour one out. Pour one out. Yep, pour one out. <laughs> I don't have For my no. homies. <laughs> yeah. What's the doctor evil? One for me, one for my homies. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, no, though, uh, so we went to go see it there, uh, and uh, as sizable as their uh, individual theaters were, uh, I swear there was so much in the movie that we didn't hear anything from the audience. Like, there there were even moments no. that we, we didn't hear breathing. It was just so intense. No. And even watching, uh, watching it again at home, um, yes. it just has such a captivating <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah. Like, this is one of those movies that if you watch it, at night, at home, lights off, uh, curtains mm -hmm. closed, everything. Uh, even the AC kicking on is going to scare the crap out of you. It is such a so, well-done movie. Like, this is the movie it. that the feel, uh, the, the atmosphere it gives you is what, as mm -hmm. great as they were, 28 Days Later and Season 1 of The Walking Dead were both trying to give you, as far as atmosphere, mm -hmm. a quiet place. Yeah perfected it and it, it was yes. so good like i i watched it about a about two months ago i was just like i want to watch a movie so i threw it on because i own it on amazon i'm hanging out i'm just sitting there watching it i'm dead silent into the movie and i feel the wet nose of my cat touch my leg i tell you <laughs> i shot up out of my chair and screamed because i was just so immersed into it and i was just like oh gosh what was that just because well you know but like, yeah, it's, well, I know what like the sheer brilliance Tyler of it too. Later, Mike's gonna put something on his nose and uh, scare the crap out of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
um, no, but it's also yes. like the sheer brilliance of uh, like also the, like <laughs> think of the brilliance of the concept of the movie is if you make sound, you're dead. Bird Box almost tried to yes. copy it. Just with a different sense. Like so much so but that like, not they even make close clear paths of sand of so that they are not making any nope. sound and they have to learn sign language. They Bird can't Box tries close a door too hard. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the sheer concept of it is is absolutely insane. Because like you don't realize how you how much you communicate yeah. and how mm -hmm. much sound is actually around you until yep. you really stop and like as you're watching the movie mm -hmm. and you you hear like the smallest rustle of a bird. Yep. And then all of a sudden like you don't hear it anymore and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. it's that bad. Yep. Oh okay. Like you really have to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Like you said, sand everywhere. Yep. Like not even going. You don't have the conversation until you're at the waterfall and you're like having to, like talk over the yep. waterfall so that you're not heard by the thing yep. and you don't see it. Like I said, you don't see whatever is killing everything yep. until the end. And I, Very similar. And I will just say, as a never see it in your film that you picked, but. And I will just say as a final comment on my side, um, I think maybe the outs. Standing uh, performance in that movie, and, and no offense to the kids in that movie because it is hard to find a good child actor. Mm -hmm. And both kids in that movie it were is. fantastic, but I, I think the standout performance in that movie actually goes to Emily Blunt because absolutely the scene, the one scene that solidified it for her was <laughs> trying to give birth. Mm in a tub well, with one of those monsters mm -hmm. in the house trying not to make a sound yep. and the level of emotion that just went through her face just the pain yes. she felt and you felt like with her while trying to give birth without making a sound like that like both me and Sarah the first time we saw it just watched <laughs> it going ah, Ah! Like, it physically yeah. hurt us to watch that scene. Like, that was so amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I can't say enough mm -hmm. good things about her uh, in just that scene alone, let alone the rest of the movie. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. fantastic one. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely one that keeps you on edge, just yes. waiting for something to happen. Even, like, the, the scene with the older man who... Mm -hmm. John Krasinski and his child like run into him, and mm -hmm. he's just kind of like snaps finally because I think it was like his wife had just passed. No, yep. he was just kind of over everything, and he goes ah, and starts screaming. You just see like the sheer terror of just like the smallest noise go across a John Krasinski's face and like the kid's face, which is like, what's gonna happen? What's going on? And trying to get well, away knew. from the situation. <laughs> they knew what was going on. Well, happen. no, but <laughs> what's gonna happen to them? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and trying to get away trying to like survive and just like you're just waiting on bated breath and also trying not to make a noise for them to like get away and be safe and just yeah very immersive yeah. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you haven't seen it so the final two movies to make all the lists uh sorry final three movies to make the lists that we have not uh hit yet we have uh mike this one was yours okay. Mm -hmm. It Which follows. One? Oh, there's yes. two. Yep. Oh, I loved this movie 
So, so why me and Zim, why a movie that so is making Zim a, a horror film about an STD? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, yeah, spoiler alert. So, what's I, I've already Trump, seen this movie. Right? It's called it's... Donald Trump. The last four years, he's an STD. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get political, keep but other going, people can. Mike. Well, because you can't keep Jesus. it under control. Uh, uh, fair. Yeah, and it just okay. spreads. So, just like an STD, focus, it spreads. Focus, focus. Literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I'm, tr I'm trying, but you keep talking. Focus. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, so, me and Zim saw this. Me and Zim saw this at the Angelica. Um, this was one of those films that had, like, insane critical buzz when it first started hitting. And it was kind of one of those small art house, like, you had to go to an Angelica or a look or something to see it. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. whole concept for people that haven't seen it is, it's if you have sex with somebody. I can say that, right? We're not going to, we're not going to. No, no, yeah, you're 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 fine. Okay. If you said if you other euphemism, we'd be fine. We'd be in trouble. But you, yeah, you're good. No, you can. Oh, oh, he said you can. You can grab them, but oh wait, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, but the whole, so the whole, the whole concept is is. <laughs> if you have sex on somebody, yes, it is. It is essentially a killer STD, right? If you have sex with somebody, it passes the, it passes this thing on to you. Where we still don't know exactly what it was will come and kill you, right? It kind of plays on the old horror trope of like, oh, well, if you give it up, you die. Oh, never, ever this literally takes that and puts a essentially like a curse on you. There's um, a reason Mike lived the other so thing long. That, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 your hair yes. might be showing that you're actually ghostly. Yes. And you are a very cold person. I am a very cold person. Oh. Um, Both the, emotion and physical. Yes. The other thing that's so brilliant about this movie, too, is that the only person that can see this thing coming is the person that it's trying to kill. Nobody else can see it. So you have... Kind of like what played off The Sixth Sense, right? You have this yeah. one central character that can only see everything that's going on around them. It is only mm -hmm. the one central character that can see this thing that is coming to kill her. Yeah. Nobody else can see it. Nobody else really believes it at first, and then some, some goofy stuff starts happening. But it's that sheer terror of you're the only... Goofy stuff or spooky stuff? Oh, both. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. that sheer terror of you're the only person that can see it. You're the only person that knows what's happening. You don't really know what's happening. Um, yeah. There's a fantastic scene in the movie where the, the main girl has her back to, like, they're sitting on a beach, and they're all sitting around in lawn chairs, and she has her back facing land, and you just see it just walking up to her, and nobody else can see what's about to come, and you're sitting there in the audience like, no, there's no way. Like, it is this really about to, is this real? oh, yep, it's happening. Is it like, like, it's happening. Is it like Death Stranding? Only certain people can see the BDs. Kind of, kind of, sort of. Okay. But you know what? Happened, so, yeah, you, know what you know what? I so I, out of curiosity, Michael. why does it follows beat out something like The Ring or The Grudge, in your opinion, as far as a horror thriller? Because they all so have similar me, concepts. Yes, they do. But to me, 
what makes this so terrifying is is that we don't ever really get explained what happens. We don't ex or, or why it's happening, right? It just it yeah. happens. And in fact, the like if you want to be honest, the really effed up thing is is that the main character, the girl, the guy gives it to her on purpose. Well, that because that's once you that's have what sex I was about somebody, to say. You pass it. Is that you knowingly do that to someone to basically, in a sense, mm -hmm. save yourself. And that's the real, like, yep. psychological twist on the whole thing is that mm -hmm. you're aware that you're doing this to someone else. That's terrible. And mm -hmm. I'm with Mike. I love this. Although Mike does know that I have issues with the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of the dramatic yeah. ending, which gets a little ridiculous. Um, it does, but at the same time, it's also really messed up because then it starts taking the like, as it gets more persistent, it starts taking the form of things to actually like psychologically terrorize you. Right. I, I, the and only, then like the it takes the form of her dad, this, which there's stuff behind that. Yeah. My issue with this, right this or wrong, it is and amazing. Mike and Brad, I think both know about this with me, is that I well. I will always say It Follows is a great movie, and you guys are going to talk about another film on the list that the reason I will never put that film on the list is this is just my own purist mentality, which is this is a film that does not hide away from the fact that it's not just inspired by other horror films. It pays homage right. to other horror films within yes. it. Okay. And call me a mm -hmm. purist, call me whatever you want. It's very hard for me. That doesn't mean I don't think they're great movies. It's very hard for me to put them right. on any sort of a top five list because I feel like they weren't the original creator of it. They weren't, you know, that's why the car. And, and you could say Carpenter is you know, obviously inspired by other people, you know, he, that's sure, why I don't put sure. the thing on the list because it was something else, but that's just my own psychological thing with, I love it follows, but if I'm going to put it follows on there, there's 20 other horror films that I could put on there that were inspired by other things that I love. Still doesn't mean I don't love the film. I just would never put it on a top that's five fair. because that's, it's not original to me. That's fair. No, that's, that's 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 a very fair argument, but you and I always have this argument about certain directors that I love that you're a fan of, but you don't think as highly of, of them as I do. And it's I just need because you always come back own... to the originality, right? But I always I argue that just because it's not original doesn't mean that it's not good. To find the originality, like Blair Witch Project, that was brought up, that is so original. And I didn't put it on my list. Of course, but the whole genre. You can say, like Brad did, that Alien inspired some of that, but it is done in such a different way. You wouldn't yeah. watch that well, unless course, you're really diving deep and saying, oh, that has some Alien or whatever. It follows, it's in your face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I, I will say uh, the Blair Witch Project almost made my top five as far as horror thrillers because it was so groundbreaking um the fact that it was very clear from the start this is a fictional movie but the way they marketed it made it mm -hmm. so much of america wonder was it real i mean right right there were people like, really wondering no it was it was amazing but at the and same they kept time, the actors away from the media and the public forever, yeah, so you didn't yeah. know. 
but at the same time, I will say that the the one thing that the Blair Witch Project had, uh, aside from the fact that it did actually start a whole subgenre of horror films, uh, the the found yep. footage genre. Uh, aside from that, because it did fall under being inspired by enough other classic horror films that's the only reason why it didn't make my top five otherwise yeah no it, it, Look, it and I think, deserves recognition but so again, honestly like, I, 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 I do agree with Mike it follows compared yeah. to something like this does have a very unique perspective as far as this specific subgenre of horror yeah, and then the other thing, too, that you have to remember is the big morality question that comes up in this movie, right? It's like, hey... Do you pass it on, mm -hmm. or do you... Yep. It's like, would you be willing to do this to somebody knowing exactly what's going to happen to them? Like, yep. is this something that you could honestly say that you would do knowing what it's going to do to them? And then what they try to do to actually pass it on to get it away from them... I have a list of people back, that I, still I, I, I have no problem passing it along The Detroit Lottery, that is. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Again? I have I have a list. Like we all have lists. I have a list of people I'd like to pass this on to. <laughs> I, I don't. I like but the thing list. is, though, the people that you would want to pass on to, I don't no, think they swing that direction. That's so I'm disgusting. I'm just just saying. Yeah, let, let's. Uh, I'm just saying because you would, just because you would want to see me really murdered. <laughs> no, and I don't want to bang you either. <laughs> With that, uh, jumping on, on to the final two movies on the list. Uh, so uh, we have the movie that made David both yours and Mike's list. Kyla, I don't remember if it made your list, but it did make mine. Uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Didn't make mine. No, it's just this the original. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make my list. This is you and Zim. Oh, well, fair enough. So, this is a movie that I do have to say, uh, any movie that can actually take an audience and make them afraid to fall asleep is mm -hmm. fantastically done. But the way that they do it, uh, the oh, fact that Johnny it has inspired so much, uh, parody and, uh, inspiration within this particular subgenre of slasher films uh, makes it a, a pure classic in my mind but as a, uh, a horror thriller the effect that it has the first time you see it uh, needing to <laughs> Very hey nice. do you have a we're scary Terry yeah we're scary Terry we're scary Terry <laughs> <laughs> you, you can run, but you can't hide. But the the effect that it has the first time <laughs> anybody watches this movie uh, mm. of ha uh, of making you even still today terrified to fall asleep is yep that yeah. is something special that I yep. I mean yep. even as cheesy as some of the effects are it still feels so visceral watching it today. It is. And this one, Brad it, and Mike and Kyla, is the king to me of the film where 
finding out about the villain and the background story makes the most sense. Like what yeah. Freddy Krueger's, why he's coming after these people, why, he, you know, they're attack he's attacking them in their sleep. Why, you know, and, and by the way, here's a cool one for you. So do you know how Freddy Krueger came to be? Does anyone know? Here's some great horror trivia uh, for you so, on Halloween. So I'm well, sure it's, it's someone groundskeeper who... Willie, wasn't it? Nope. It came to be that when when they were when Wes Craven was filming, um, uh, come on the the one with the one eyed guy, the the family, the nuclear family, House of uh, the Hills uh, have, has the Hills one have eyes. Ones? The, the, the hills have one eye, or the hills have eyes. Sorry, the hills the have hills, eyes. The hills have eyes. Um, the hills have eyes. When he was filming that... Said. The hills have eyes. When he was filming Michael that with Kane Hodder, um, that they had mm -hmm. a situation where one of the special effects things went a little haywire, and there was some fire, and the person almost got burnt, and apparently Wes Craven turned over to Kane Hodder and said, you know what? A villain with a burnt face would make for a great horror film. And you kind of love okay. that that's what Wes Craven was thinking at that moment. But that's a totally different almost kills, story. Uh, almost, but, uh, almost kills a teamster. <laughs> hey, let's make a movie. Right, exactly. But <laughs> uh, I'm with you guys. How Look, you it's feel? so genius. It's so brilliant. It's the making of this film, 100%. what it took, the beginning of New Line Cinema... Um, yeah. The whole story behind it, mm -hmm. creating an iconic character. This is before Freddy was cheesy and silly, and he was just this this dark, devilish, you know, thing that was getting Parody you. Parody of himself. And again, right, and again, kind of like Brad, like what you were talking about with Alien, right? We're not going to space. You know, you don't have to get into the ocean. You know, you... Yeah. you and, and when can Just people protect you? Your parents can protect you if you go run into their room. The police officer can protect you if you call 911 or go running into the police station. Your friends can help you if you go to them. You have to fall asleep. You have to go to sleep. Yep. And it's just pure genius. And it's, and it's not it just is. the idea, it's the implementation of the idea. It's the way they did it. Um, it's it's and again, by the way, Heather Lankenkamp is as good in this movie as Johnny Depp, if not better. And oh, Robert yeah. England yeah. is as good as any villain. Because let's also remember something: Jason doesn't talk. Michael Myers doesn't talk. Freddie is one. Of, the alien doesn't talk. Right? Freddie is one of the few iconic character villains that is talking yep. and saying things and doing and it's just like it's awesome and again he's not some super you know jason is huge michael myers is this strong character 
Freddy is this skinny little wimpy kind of thing with a claw that's kind of lanky and, and running goofy and coming around. It's it's genius. It's, yeah. To me, that is Wes Craven's masterpiece with all the things I love him to. This is the oh, yeah. best thing he gave to the horror genre, in my opinion. And, and I will yep. say, as uh, uh, as many people that enjoy uh, the yep. the greatness that is Johnny Depp, and, and especially uh, seeing him back in his youth uh, <laughs> as one of his earlier films um a yeah, nightmare on elm street has a very there's a very unique place within his movie repertoire even considering the fact that what is it like half of his movies are um uh, somehow inspired by horror ish definitely tim burton but like yeah, Man, Tim Burton I, even is the reason still, that Johnny I, I, still has a career. Yeah. And I would still, argue with you, and you guys can tell me your thoughts yeah. on this. I would argue with you, Freddy Krueger might be the best, if not the best, creation Ooh. of a horror villain. He's on the top two or three. And, and that oh, is coming easily. from me who That's loves tough. horror films easily. and loves all of these characters. Find That's me so, I mean, he, three or four more that, that are better that, than him. He, that is tough. Not that only really is he's greatest character, but he's also kind of like you said. There's a lot of parodies of him. Like you mentioned, like Scary Terry and Rick and Morty. Yeah. He's in like different franchises. There's a video game called Dead by Daylight, and he's one of the villains that you can play. Mm -hmm. Has the same concept: puts you to sleep while you're running around, puts you into like the dream sense, and like that's when you can see him, and he starts terrorizing you. The night you don't yep. see him, which is so frustrating. Yep. If you're playing video game, that is. And Jason but, has like, he's, Jason has he's the mask, the hockey mask. And the you know the machete. Michael Myers has the yep. mask and the butcher knife. This dude has the hat, yep. the sweater, the claws, the, sweater, the face. Oh, the like, freaking it's claws! Like, it's the triple threat, man. <laughs> Which I will say that the explanation the that they give for mm -hmm. the claws, um, a a as brief as it is, is one of the most ridiculous explanations for horror villains ever and yet i am so okay with it <laughs> here for it yep. <laughs> like I, i'm it okay with the it fact that yeah no it, it's, it it's been for like you know uh, landscaping you know whatever I, i'm i'm still okay with as dumb as of an explanation as that is <laughs> and by the way how freaky is it when you really think of the fact that he's a pedophile who oh. is killing little kids in the neighborhood and like the parents burn him in a fire and like it's it's the scariest background of a story like it, it's just terrifying I mean, like he wasn't yeah. just yeah. a bad it, like he was evil <sighs> as a human a bad like living on the earth and then becomes yeah. more evil like which, in fairness, considering the fact that the reason why he died as a human is a thing that a lot of us have actually semi-seriously contemplated doing legitimately. Yes. Uh, vigilante? <laughs> vigilante justice? Yeah. I mean, it's... Can't say I have Yeah, no, that like, does kind of add a little extra it's level not... to it of, oh, oh. Oh, Ugh. okay, Brad, sure. Think about Brad. Yeah. Kyle, I was like, think about I can't all even, of the like, attacks that Wes Craven makes on society. 
The dad Ooh. is a police officer. The the idea of the mob and the parents and the vengeance going against this guy and he they had every right to go after this guy. The idea that the mom's turned into a total drunk and an alcoholic. The idea that the teens are totally screwed up because of all of this. And this town that keeps this secret that nobody's talking about, that this guy just Oof. happened to burn down in a, you know, I mean, it's really, oh, there's a no, lot going dear on. dear me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. There's a lot so, going on here. There good. really is. Yep. Last movie on the list, because we have definitely gone over time on this. Uh, yep. This is one that is I think film. Mike was just you. Uh, the Thing. Yes, sir. Yep. Shush. Another Shut John Carpenter classic. While I talk. Yes. Another John Carpenter classic. A cinematic masterpiece. A horror masterpiece. I would argue quite possibly the greatest horror movie ever made. This movie, we've talked about a lot of... Um, with a lot of the films that came before this, we talked about the feeling of isolation. We talked about the feeling of you don't know who you can trust. Uh, being in an environment where you can't brave the elements, where you are literally at the mercy of your environment. Um, all of those things. I feel like this movie encompasses all of those probably better than any movie that I've ever seen. Like, this is a film where... And remember, this is a remake, technically. This is a remake of a 50-level oh, horror movie. Well, yeah. But, I mean, John Carpenter took his own... Made his own spin on it. Made Put mm -hmm. his fingerprints all over it. The fact that... It, you know, this movie came out in, what, 85? If I remember right? Too late. So, too late. Go early. Maybe a little bit... No. 83. Was... No, I think it was earlier than that. Sorry. 1982. Mike, 1982. Okay. So the fact that this movie came out as long ago as it did, it used so many practical effects mm -hmm. that they legit were making. They had the Jim Henson workshop helping them make the puppetry for a lot of yep. these things and everything like that. The special effects still hold up to this day. It's still a very topical like it's it's a very relatable topic in that so these guys are just out this alaskan outpost basically doing all kinds of weather research and something comes into the camp they don't know what it is we still don't ever really know technically what it is but it's a parasite that can literally take the shape of any person mm -hmm. so now you don't know who to trust in fact there's still debate to this day over the final scene, yeah. if one of the characters in the final scene is actually human or not. There's debate to this day yep. who the first person in the camp to actually get infected was actually to get infected. Because all we see is the dog go into the room and we see the silhouette of a guy. Mike, what happens goes to black dog? and it cuts to the next scene. Mike, what happens to it that It gets dog? killed by a great director. It's, it's like there's a second time it we is. talked about a film on this where they kill the dog. <laughs> yep. Uh, this movie, like one of the lines, there's you do not more cross to, like, if you want to uh, connect with the general audience. He did also connect. <laughs> um, there is something so terrifying about the fact that the person sitting next to you could basically be an alien parasite that is going to basically assimilate you, like on the spot, and you wouldn't know it. 
there's something so terrifying about anybody in the room could be not who they say they are. And you would have you will, no way of knowing. Yeah. You will you will never get me to there's, argue there's against the thing. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Carpenter. Um, I love yep. the thing. I obviously love Kurt Russell. The music, the cinematography, R. the W. baby. One of one of the greatest. I will stand by this. Yes, I agree with everything you said, Mike. The ending that to this day people will argue with you. Uh, do you see yep. smoke coming out of one of their mouths from the cold? And is that what tells you yep. the thing is? You hear that theory. Um, sure. Also, but the great, but that isn't the greatest scene. Scene with the dog isn't the greatest scene. Well, the greatest scene, and it will go on my all-time top 20 all-time scenes in the history of cinema, is when they are testing the Ooh. blood of these guys. And yep. they are in that yep. chair with the little flame on the little, you know, paper clip or whatever they're using. And going, yep. now we're going to find out who's who they say they are. And when he puts it into yep. that thing, and right now the actor's name is escaping me, and each yep. of them are like, well... I know that you guys are having a good time over there, but when you get a second, can you get me out of this fucking chair? (laughs) (laughs) Each of them is so great. And they Uh, build it up, and you're like sitting there with your heart pounding when they check each one. And it's just so good. That scene is amazing. That scene is amazing. I would almost argue that there's a better scene. When old guy dies of a heart attack, and they're trying to hit him with the paddles, and his chest rips open and rips the arms really? off of the character that's trying to resuscitate. It's, right. it's an amazing scene. Better? That is an amazing scene. Better? Are you kidding me? Really? Yes. No. I would sorry, call wait, wait, that wait. cheesier. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. So. So you're telling me the scene in which you were trying to save the best life, the, the life of maybe possibly one of your friends who you've been stationed with for months, and as you're trying to resuscitate him, the sheer terror that comes over you when you realize that that's not actually your buddy, that that's an alien not, that's literally about, about to else, snatch you up? Like, you're talking about something else. I'm, well, you. I, I'm really? talking with you, and I think Brad's with really? me on this. We're not talking really? about what the character's feeling. We're talking about what you as an audience member is feeling watching it. And when I'm watching that scene with the blood, my heart is coming out of my chest. Because even to this day, I'm like, oh my God, here we go, here we go, here we go. Right, and but you're, just... you're telling me that that wasn't a drawing of a scene? Or just as drawing of a scene? No. no. When all of a sudden not you're like, oh God, he's not human. Standpoint. Wow. Okay. Not from I mean, a you're entirely like, wrong opinion, but you know. I think they're. I think they're both good, but let me be that like well, impartial person. That. Like, I enjoy both. <laughs> the whole movie with is that. Great. I again, my problem yes, with Brad, and I'll just say this because I know we have to move on. But my only problem with it was that um, it's hard for me to put the thing like someone else on this put Jaws on there. You're never going to get me to argue against any of those films because I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I just don't know yep. what category to put them in because to me like putting halloween makes perfect sense the thing is it action is it sci-fi is it horror is it there's it's so much there. i think that's what makes it so great oh i agree it's... i just i don't know how we do it i mean look jaws is on my top 
five films ever made. So, oh, I know. you know, you're, you're not going to get me to argue I, against that. It's very tough. But uh, I also I don't think, think, think that there's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the only thing I was going to say to you is you also have to remember something interesting about The Thing, which is might be unlike any film on our list. I'd have to go back and look of the top ones. Remember that this was a total bust at the box office. Remember, mm-hmm. this, was the most was. Ex- this is the biggest budget that Carpenter had to this and point. It and yep. it was a total box office dud and became yep. a cult classic later on, especially with VHS and how big that that mm-hmm. became then. But I, uh, it's so hard to argue that this isn't a horror movie when the last scene in the film and it's not psychological when you still don't know who to trust and oh, it's one of the guys looks at the other and says <laughs> well you know the fires are going to be dying down soon well how are we supposed to make it out of this yeah well maybe we don't need to make it out of this and some people hate that ending by the way some people Brilliant. hate that ending Absolutely. it is a very incredible yeah. ending. Yeah. Mike, what do you think fair i to this day will tell you that i think that uh what's his name uh, Keith David, Charles? I think he, I think he's the, I think he's the thing to this day. I will. Tell I think you he, that. so I think he has to be when you see all of the steam coming off of Kurt Russell's character and when and he's not breathing. Yep. yep. Brad, what do you think? You think he is? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Uh, that that's one movie that left me very open to any yes. option like the, yep. I, I i don't really have a a strong kind of like idea about who really was it at the uh, the last scene i i i and then i guess the question becomes and kyla i don't know what you thought the question becomes does it matter at that point it does. is that the I genius of it? does it really matter effed. i think i think at the end of it they're still f like either yeah. which way like exactly yeah. it's yeah. the yeah. end i think yeah like Which is John Carpenter, like always be... the end of humanity. That's kind of... Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I agree that I think he is. Just be like you said, because of all the evidence and... Blo- I don't want to say blah, 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 but all the evidence and whatnot, but even if he's not, is it, is it dead? No, obviously it was there for a reason. It was there for months, and all of a sudden it starts wreaking havoc on them. Well, no, because remember, remember, Kurt Russell's character says it's trying to basically, what it's going to do is it's going to kill all of us, <laughs> and then it'll go back into the ice and freeze over, and yes. somebody else will find it down the line. Yes. And it'll do the same thing. So either which way, like, it's it's going to keep going. Yep. Yep. It's like a tardigrade. <laughs> oh, I don't know if y'all know what a tardigrade is, but it's like a tardigrade. <sighs> That's what I'm going to go with. The thing was a tardigrade, and that's the end of that. <laughs> Do you know what a tardigrade uh, is, Brad? With Brad, that. Cue up the theme. Cue up the theme. Cue up the theme. Uh, with that, guys, um, do appreciate uh, everybody that made it to the end, if you made it to the end. Currently, we have one person that's Stuck it out at the end on Facebook. Thanks, and, Bethany. Uh, somehow, one person <laughs> on YouTube, which I do have to say, uh, kudos. Uh, that is Thanks impressive. Like, genuinely impressive. But, uh, with that, guys, thank you. We, uh, 
I, I don't mean to speak for all of us, but I do. Uh, I think we all had a lot of fun with this. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever whenever we get Zim on and we start talking horror movies. I have an idea for next year already. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of the horror well, you act like genre. going to be a world next year. I, let me have hope, okay? Fair. I'll just like Fair. <laughs> But in, in fairness, uh, within the context of horror, there's still a lot of the subgenres we haven't mm-hmm. touched. So, there is. Uh, with that, probably should have said this earlier on. Question of the day, guys: What is your favorite horror thriller film, and why? Please tell us down in the comments below. And we you cannot would love cop out and me. pick Thriller by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Talk oh. about anal. And if wow. you do... <laughs> uh, throw back to earlier in the uh, show. Uh, on that note. <laughs> with to that, wrap it up. guys... Thank you so much for watching us. We do appreciate you uh, joining us. If you've actually made it to the end, uh, fantastic for you. Do not forget, if you have not already, please, 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 don't forget to like us uh, or follow us on Facebook and like the video. And like the video and subscribe over on YouTube in order to pl- uh, appease the Google overlords. We uh, we, we really, really need you to do that. Um, and of course, if you don't have time for our videos but you would still like to keep up with our show, you can always get the audio of all of our interviews and our live streams over on Apple Podcast. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. And please do not forget to follow our good friend of the show, David, over on The Last Call Podcast. If you are a sports nerd, yes, sports nerd, go check him out. You will not be disappointed. I've been on his show. <laughs> Anybody notice that Mike's gotten grayer since this started? I mean, you know, uh, it's a very good question. Have you? Have you, Mike? Mike, Mike's in his second term. <laughs> Aren't they cute? Kyle and Mike are so <laughs> but, cute. I just want to say that. Uh, it's so cute to see. Kyla, I love when you touch his beard. It's so cute. I love it. It's uh, one of my favorite things in the world. I'm about to... Don't you shave it. Don't I'm even. I'm about to come borrow that mask, Zim, and take care of this issue. <laughs> but, once again... Part I roll. I'm Brad. That's Mike and Kyla... And, of course, our good friend David from, once again, The Last Call Podcast. Leave the mask All on, things it's better. sports. Please, don't forget to check David out. Please, 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 come back and check us out next time. And, in fact, uh, 
quick little uh, heads up. The next time you see us live, uh, there will be, on my side at least, a new background because we will be in our new studio. So, uh, look at you. Yeah. I mean, it's only been what? Three months since we started teasing it, so you know, it's not like a pandemic slowed everything down or anything. No, never, not at all. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, it's the c word you can't the p word is fine. Uh, but with that, guys, Penis? thank you so much for. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, we have been Dallas Geek, and see ya. Be safe. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween.